skidoo. We can do. Hello, everybody, and welcome! And welcome. Welcome! Welcome to another episode of the Last Ones in Podcast. Um, this is, this is it. I am Jariah, joined today by E. Hello. And Robbie. Hey. This is the last Star Wars. Yep, there's no other Star Wars media ever to consume after this. Nothing else. We can never watch anything Star Wars ever again. (laughs) The curse has been lifted. (laughs) (laughs) Oh no, but yay? (laughs) After this, we have to go and crouch in a corner for 30 seconds, then punch it. Tornado will take us away. What a weird reference to yeah, There's make. like 20 people listening to this that are going to understand that. Like, I don't even understand <laughs> that. I'm on it's, the podcast. It's Castlevania 2. Because every night in Castlevania 2, the shroud lives. And it's a... <laughs> people will get it. <laughs> if okay. you get it, please email us at thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. Um, so, yeah. This is uh, it's a little weird. Yeah, we have watched every... Well, not yet. The main line. But, like, we'll be done with every main Star Wars movie yeah. after this. And I can finally understand all the references that I totally didn't get beforehand that were Star Wars references. Yeah, that were definitely weren't just in the zeitgeist <laughs> everywhere. Um, but before we get into talking about some Star Wars, I'm going to ask Robbie, how's Sa- things? It's things. It's still working all the time. Uh, broke a pretty expensive tool whenever I was at work. <laughs> Ooh, you, yeah. yeah. That's fun. Yeah. So you learned you're not supposed to just hit those with hammers, I assume? It was actually dumber than that. Uh, so A wrench. Uh, no. <laughs> <laughs> it was like the bar that I was cutting itself broke the tool. What? Did okay. it, so I assume you were cutting it and it just like... So like what happened is because like the... Uh, remember whenever I was like working days and I had to like learn how to do a machine? Like that machine just like cuts the profile of the nails that we make there. And um, it went to go, like, do the cutoff part of it, wherever, like, you know, because these are probably, like, 10-foot-long bars of sure. titanium that are just, like, fed to a machine, and it'll, like, cut the profile and then cut off the excess and then, like, move the bar a little bit forward or forward a little bit more and then, like, cut the profile of the next one. Um, every now and then, like, uh, for one reason or another, it could happen for a couple different reasons. Like, it'll just stop whenever it's cutting. And it did that to me, and I went to go, like, back off the tool so that way I could, like, restart the process and get that nail off and then, you know, keep the process going. Um, I hit the wrong button, and I went to go back off the tool, and the bar, like, while the tool was, like, still in the bar, the bar just went forward <laughs> and snapped the tool. Oh, good. Yeah, and, like, just had, like, that, oh, now I have to replace the whole tool. And, I like, while I was, like, trying to get, like, the remainder, like, the broken pieces of the tool out of the tool holder, the tool holder just snapped. <laughs> And this is at the end of the night, because, like, my shift ends at 2.30 in the morning, and this happened at 2 o'clock in the morning. Nice. And so, like, I went and I told my supervisor, like, hey, uh, you know, like, that really expensive tool holder that has a high pressure line in it, so that way you could spray coolant directly onto the tool? Uh, that broke. I'm like, And my supervisor looks at me and goes, like, okay, cool, write him a letter. I was like, what? Write who a letter? <laughs> uh, first shift. <laughs> the president. <laughs> Like, he just told me, right, first shift a note. Like, write him a note. They'll deal with it in the morning. Like, like, what do you mean they'll deal with it in the morning? Like, this is broke. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, that's pretty much what they told me to do. <laughs> but, yeah. order sticker on it. <laughs> uh, normally, tool holders, since, you know, it's like precision work that I do, the tool holders themselves can be expensive. Because I remember one time I was trying to, like, at an old job, I was trying to get my supervisor to buy a new tool holder to, like, 
make a process easier to work with. And like he showed me the tool holders that I was looking for. And he's like, yeah, this one little tool holder that all it does is hold the tools like $170 or so. I have no idea how much one that's like hollow on the inside. So you can spray coolant through the tool holder, how much that would cost. But like, luckily I came to work the next day and they looked at me and they're like, oh yeah, it's fine. Like that thing was breaking anyways. Like you, it was on its last leg. You just sweeped it out. Good, good. So you, you're, I'm getting a, was this the same plan you used on this tool holder holder then? As like what <laughs> to happened break with... it apart so you can get a new one. <laughs> no, no. I definitely wasn't trying to break it, but apparently, according to them, it was. They said it was on its last leg, anyways, and so they're like, "Oh, like chances are it was gonna break soon, anyways." You just what a lovely yeah. thought to have. Oh yeah, this could have broke at any time, mommy. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Like yeah. this is this is once again the uh, washing a cup uh, that has a chip in it moment. Only with expensive tooling. Yeah. I still don't tell anybody about chips and cups. <laughs> you you should. No, never. <laughs> I want to fund hospitals. They don't make enough money. He wants to have he wants to get his one hundred. <laughs> yeah, stitch. if anything, hospitals don't make enough money. <laughs> As everybody knows. Yeah. Especially when it comes to stitching people's hands back together. Yeah, band aids should cost forty dollars. Uh anyway. <laughs> <laughs> On that controversial subject. <laughs> uh how's it going with you, E? Pretty good. Uh, that animation I was talking about for a couple of weeks finished it. It's Is, done. Did you post that on IG? On Instagram? Yeah. Okay. Cool. It's I saw done. that one then. No, that was a completely separate animation. That no, yeah, that's the, <laughs> okay. I don't. Yeah, that was the that was the animation. Um, it's just called bananas with spaces between every letter. Yeah. I feel like you'll have an easier time if you just look up E's animations in YouTube than try to find a video called bananas. Probably yeah, it's fun. It's yeah, a fun little thing. I had a lot of fun making it. Um, it was mostly just a warm up so I could get back into animating again. I, but um, you know, if warm ups took a week and a half, I mean, in animation they sure do. Yeah, uh, I liked the little piece of shit that pops up and yeah. says shit. <laughs> That's I, Apparently, I need to watch this animation. I'll show it to you. It's not very long. It's like. 15 20 seconds something like that yeah. okay it's fun though but um yeah i finished that and uh i was supposed to do this last week but we had to reschedule but this just yesterday actually i played warhammer for the first time Ooh, <laughs> it is really complicated we played for five hours Jesus Christ. Yeah. to be fair we played wrong you're supposed to stop playing around five turns i think we played Six. nine yeah <laughs> we played nine Oh, yeah, good. you played for too long then. Uh, yeah, and, you know, we're starting, so we have to keep looking back at every single rule set of every right. single little dude we have. Yeah, I was pretty, uh, I guess I was pretty spoiled whenever I played it. Like, we played, like, 2,000-point games whenever I played. <laughs> we played 500. Yeah, like, the ones that I played were, like, large 2,000-point campaigns per yeah. side. And, like, uh, the thing, the reason I say I was spoiled with it, though, is because, like, the guy that I played with, had all his own minis and he was very familiar with the mm-hmm. rules and like he just knew everything. Well, so like yeah. if I was confused about anything, like he knew how to like like how do you do this? Yeah. Oh, you just do that. Uh, okay. Yeah, we had tabletop, so I didn't have to worry about putting a mortgage on my home in order to, <laughs> to play, play the a board game. game. Right. Yeah. But um yeah, it was it's a lot of fun. I won, which was neat. Ooh. Uh just by sheer luck of choosing things that looked cool, I ended up making a team with a giant lobster tech tank and i had a priest that could just heal the lobster tank every time i finished moving classic army protocol <laughs> yeah yeah as every army needs 
um, (laughs) that's what we used to finish World War II. Yeah. (laughs) Not in the history books. It's a very unpopular opinion. (laughs) But, yeah, so I just accidentally had, like, a really stupid good team. And the priest just could dodge anything that people threw almost all the time. Because you roll in order to do anything in that game. In order to dodge, I just had to roll a two or better. Oh, that's wow. really good. <laughs> yeah. <Jesus>. yeah. Um, <laughs> so the only way that I could get hit is just instant like hitting stuff, basically. So yeah, that's been that's been my week. Productivity. Cool. Yeah. Um I beat Returnal. Wow. Nice. Like beat it, beat it. I got the secret ending, which means you have to beat it twice. Um that game's a lot easier the second time. I that's how roguelikes are. Cause I just like I know how all the things work now, so I've got to blow your mind, right? That's how video games work. No, <laughs> fuck off. <laughs> You're lying. First off, uh, <laughs> uh, no, it's just a really good game. It was uh, I only got the secret ending because I wanted to see what more was added on the story. Mm-hmm. Spoilers, not much. Ah, okay. Uh, and it's all very interpretation. Yeah, that's fair. It's very uh out there story, or maybe not, depending on how you see it. I, I want to ask. So you remember you mentioned that patch that like did stuff. Did that really help you like get back into it? It did actually. Okay. Because it made it to where I was willing to start playing it at any point then, because mm. I was I I knew I didn't have to have four hours set aside <laughs> to like yeah. beat the game. I could just be like, okay, well, if I play it now and like I interrupt it and I have to stop, then like that's fine. I can just come back to it. Mm-hmm. Whereas before, I'd be like, I don't have five hours. I'm not gonna start. Liz, I don't care that there's a funeral today. I gotta be eternal. <laughs> right. So like that patch actually did help me like mentally get into the state okay. to where I would be willing to play it more. Um, and then yeah, uh, what's it called? The uh, Battlefield 2042 Battlefield came out. I'm gonna talk about that on the uh, live show. You did that one okay. instead of Halo. Uh, I guess Halo Infinite is only on PC, isn't it? I have PC. You don't use it. I don't use it. <laughs> he <laughs> uses it for this podcast, and that's about it. That's, that's mostly it, yeah. Um, yeah, so I'll be talking about Battlefield uh, and a couple of movies that I watched and stuff. Fancy. Uh, and something that I wanted to get to last week that I didn't get to get Is to. Is it the thing you're just going to say where he's going to really annoy me? Yeah. I was wondering, because like, it wasn't the indie thing, because it's not like you planned our discussion about no, indie No, I games. did not plan that. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, it's some, I think it's going to annoy a lot of people that I say it, so we'll see. Dang. Yeah. Let's get on to this nerd thing yep star wars episode nine the last one (laughs) the rise of skywalker um (laughs) every time i could have sworn that was the name of the last one it really wasn't oh i think you just think that's the name of each one of these movies (laughs) that's completely possible (laughs) all right but um uh i have seen this one about four times now that's a lot Oh uh, yeah, I saw it twice in theaters. Saw it once on Disney Plus when it came out on Disney Plus, and then they redid it on Disney Plus. They just they added a couple more details at the end and changed the color palette. Is that the version we're watching? It is. Okay, uh, it's better. That I was gonna say it's gonna be interesting because I haven't seen this movie since it was in theaters. That will be interesting. Much I wonder... like most of the other um, Star Wars. Yeah, this one mm. does have a color palette change. So it, in theaters, it was very blue. It was extremely yeah. blue. Yeah, it was very, very blue. I was going to joke that. <laughs> I, was gonna be, I don't remember it being this orange. It's, it's more orange, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, that that's the version we'll be watching today is the Disney Plus version, uh, which if anybody wants to watch it, like we've been saying this entire time, Disney Plus is a really great way to watch these movies. It's super Unless cheap. Unless you hate Disney. Unless you hate Disney, in which case, 
uh, don't watch these, I guess. Yeah, pirate them. Uh, <laughs> or you can... Uh, I don't think I can legally say pirate things on a podcast. No. I think I might get in trouble for that, actually. Maybe. Don't actually pirate it, but maybe. <laughs> don't pirate it, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you, can, you can legally get away with that on a podcast. Probably. I'm literally <laughs> speaking. Go hoist the sails, visit the seven seas to watch Star Wars. Ooh, that'd be cool, actually. <laughs> Anyway, uh, if you want to watch it, Disney Plus, and then you can rent it from YouTube, Google Play, Movies Plus TV, and Vudu for three ninety nine and up, depending on what quality you want to watch it at. Wow! Wow! Uh, it is two hours and twenty two minutes long. Okay. And it is That's rated... too long. <laughs> I think it's too short for this one, actually. Uh oh. Um, and it's rated PG thirteen for sci fi violence and action. No tobacco. No tobacco. Although I, there is actually tobacco in this, I think. If I remember correctly in one scene, I think there is like actually a bunch of, like a bunch of smoking. We'll see if that I remember that correctly. <laughs> um, Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So, Rob, you already said you've only seen it one time in theaters. Yeah. Of course, the reason why we're here, he no, has well, not seen it. I, this is the last one I have not seen. So of the main. <laughs> what? With this being, as even they're saying, the ending of the Skywalker saga. Mm-hmm. Um, what do you hope this does? I hope that it finally establishes, like, a true ending to the Force, since that's kind of what they've been bringing up, is, like, the Force isn't really the Jedi's thing. So I hope that, and since you guys love Harvey about it, like, they bring (laughs) true balance to the Force by removing all the Skywalkers, or not just Skywalkers, all the Jedis from the story. Okay. And, like... The remainder of people have to find out, find their own hope in this new universe without any Jedis or Jedi equivalent on the evil side, whatever they're... Sith. Sith. (laughs) Well, no, they're called something different now, aren't they? No, they're Sith still. Yeah, they're still Sith. Instead of being the Republic, they're now the New Order. That's what I'm thinking of, so yeah. Instead of old Um, Nazis, they're new Nazis. And uh, I, I hope that Finn gets to do stuff. That'd be really neat if he gets to do stuff. It'd be super neat, wouldn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, be really neat. I I also hope he gets to use a lightsaber because that would be also really neat. But be really neat. <laughs> it would be neat. <laughs> um, I I hope that they have a nice little ending to Leia. That would sure be neat. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I don't know. I guess like I hope that it's actually a like ending. To everything like i hope that they have the balls to be like that's star wars wrap it up go to home specifically they have said this is not the end of star wars this is the end of the skywalker saga well fuck disney then um (laughs) (laughs) uh i mean yeah i mean that's mostly what I, i want it to feel like a conclusion to everything like okay this is the buildup of nearly 50 years of these movies for what the movies are. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah, I hope the side characters get to be characters, but, and I sure, man, it would sure be annoying if they brought back to life a character that definitely is dead. And Boy, that would definitely be that annoying. That would sure be dumb, and I, I sure am glad that's definitely not going to happen. That would be the stupidest thing, wouldn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah. If they just, you know, find a way to retcon death somehow in this yeah. movie if if um <laughs> so yeah i don't know i mean it's vague like 
flowery talk, I guess, from me, unfortunately. Yeah. But like, I I just want an ending, really. Yeah, I mean, that makes sense. I think, I think that's where a lot of Star Wars faltered after the originals. Is nothing really felt like an ending. Well, yeah. I'll give the prequels some slack that literally isn't an ending. That's but technically the start, really. Yeah, but like, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I think this movie is emotional for me in a lot of ways and problematic in a lot of ways. Yee. Um, this <laughs> has I this this movie is two sides to me. Like it is one side really shitty Star Wars and one side really amazing characters. And I have a really hard time knowing how I feel about this one actually. This is the That's one fair. that the makes the most sense to me about why people hated it. Um and at the same time, I think people who really hated it are people who didn't give it a fair shot. Um, like me. I <laughs> maybe. already decided I hate it. Uh, <laughs> but like this one, I actually understand why people wouldn't like it. Okay. Whereas Last Jedi, I totally don't fucking understand it. Like, I think there's just... 30 minutes in Last Jedi that I get, but like that movie's good. Yeah. I, th- I mean, from talking to people, a lot of it, I think, is just people are too attached to a lot of this, a lot of what Star Wars is. For sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Like. Even, like, because, like, I talked to someone who was really mad about uh, spoilers, uh, of course, yeah, for every previous for Star Wars. every previous Star Wars. But, movie. like, in the scene where, like, they explode, I had a friend who was actually annoyed about that. Like, oh, hey, look at all. He said, like, oh, look, it's all those characters. Like, and then we're just going to blow them up. And it's like, that makes sense for the story, I would argue, though. Yeah, it like, does. Again, my issue with that scene is that they didn't go far enough that they, like, fucking were like, oh, wait, we can't kill Leia. Because right. she's Leia. Yeah. But, like, so, I don't know. I think from what I... And, like, there are some writing stuff I don't like about it in general, but I think a lot of the issues with that movie are just issues with Star Wars. I think you're yeah. right. Honestly, <laughs> I do I think, think you're a right. Lot of pe- I think a lot of people don't realize how many, like... Because uh, I complain a lot about filler in that movie, and every I feel like every Star Wars movie, except maybe four, is just constant, full of filler. There's a lot of B and C plots. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and even four sometimes feels fillery, but like every I mean, Star the... Wars has like 30 minutes you can cut from it and yeah. it doesn't matter. I will matter. say at least with like the original ones, especially the original Star Wars, like the B and C plots at least go places. Yeah. Like they connect back into it. Right. At least. Whereas like, especially in um the prequels, it just <laughs> meant jack shit. <laughs> it was pointless. <laughs> um. I think the sequel trilogy gets into that a little bit too, where the B and C plots really don't affect anything. No, well, I mean, we we that was our, last time yeah, that was yeah. about how much the, C, the D plot basically didn't yeah. matter. Yeah, um, but, yeah. So, uh, it's a weird, it's a weird time because I think it it will be an end of an era for me too, an era of a year, a year. But like, <laughs> yeah, it's still an era though. Yeah, it's it's a weird thing because like. You don't watch a lot of movies, and so, like, literally going through an entire franchise and being like, I'm going to watch all of it this year, and, like, this is the year I do it, that's kind of, it's cool. Yeah, because, <laughs> like, I I don't do that. Like, even sometimes with shows, I don't do that. Like, if a show's a couple of seasons, there's a chance it'll take me half a year to finish a show. Yeah. yeah. Honestly, that might be for the best, though, too, because um, the Facebook group that me and Dry are part of, there's... I think the last time I was actually part of like a comment thread is like somebody's like, "Hey, I watched all thirty seasons of Simpsons in three days. Like, ask me or ask me anything." 
And I basically asked him, like, hey, how did it feel to try to absorb 30 years worth of pop culture in More a couple of days? 30, I think now. It's like 32 or something? Yeah. yeah. But I asked him, like, how long, like, how did it feel to, you know, absorb all that culture within that short amount of time? It's like, I feel like it didn't affect me because it was just too much all at once. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I would laugh if he, like, started talking, like, the 90s again. <laughs> <laughs> if like I ask him and he like rolls his eyes and goes, "Hi, Karumba," <laughs> don't have a cow, man. <laughs> but yeah, like I mean, I talk about this with Jiraiya a lot. Is like there are just shows that aren't meant to be watched a lot like that, and yeah. it has the inverse effect on me where I basically don't watch shows like that. I think that's a much better problem to have than trying to binge watch shows that don't need to be binged watched. Yeah, because like. At most, it'll just be like, oh, man, I'm itching for the next episode. And then it's literally, I'm in control of that. I can literally watch the next episode whenever I want. Yeah. And, well, I think when it comes to, like, I feel like some of the super fans that, like, grew up with Star Wars and everything, uh, some of them have more of an attachment because some of them have been, you know, part of the Star Wars fandom since the 70s. Yeah. Right. Because, like, that's another thing with my friends is, like, one was like, I don't want to like sound gate pee, but like when you're a fan for ten years with this, well, he's a fan for his, since his birth, basically. Right. Yeah. But like, so like there is some of that because like I think episode seven would have meant a lot more to me if I didn't literally watch the same movie like for like a month ago. Yeah. Yeah. And like that's that's kind of the thing with this, right? Is because like I I grew up watching Star Wars. Like the original trilogy to me is like. The, the top tier of Star Wars because mm-hmm. that's the one that I first saw. But I think if I had watched the prequel trilogy first or the sequel trilogy first, like that probably would have been my favorite Star Wars because it's it's almost like the SNL scenario. Like the SNL you grew up with is the best SNL. Yeah. Because... Everything before was irrelevant and everything after is cringe. Right. Because like that's when you grew up. And so like that helped you develop as a person. So like that's mm-hmm. where your humor in SNL stands. And like I think for you see a lot of people having just love for these prequel trilogy for the prequel trilogy. And I think it's because they, that was like the first Star Wars. That was like them being introduced to this weird, amazing, fantastic world. And so like, that's the one they hold dearest. Yeah. Like I definitely bet in like 10 years time, we're going to see a lot more admiration for the sequel trilogy. Yeah, for sure. Cause I mean, that's basically the rotation that uh, prequels <laughs> went through. Yeah. I, I yeah. got to live through that. Yeah. Weird. Weird. When you don't, give a shit about star wars <laughs> so, i mean like, yeah like i said it's one of those like growing up i think me and dry were like what six seven years old and we were first introduced to star wars and then the yeah. prequel trilogy came out and like we thought it was cool when we were kids but we also heard a lot of people talking a lot of trash about the prequel trilogies and like you know as 13 14 year olds just like but lightsabers and cool battles and, mm-hmm. nah, 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 and like everything else and then like as adults grew up I'm like oh okay well like they were what they were it's it's whatever and then I think, like for the most part, I still agree with Kid Me. Like the lightsaber battles were fucking cool. Yeah, but they're very different Star Wars. I think each trilogy has its very own there idea are, of yeah, what a lightsaber yeah. battle is. Each trilogy reflects the ideas of the generation. Yeah, yeah. I think that's a very clear thing, especially watching all these. Like the original Star Wars feel like they were made in the nineties and two thousands, <laughs> like late nineties, early two thousands. The whatever. prequels. Yeah, yeah, prequels. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> um, and the originals feel like old 70 80s yeah like it just like how storytelling has progressed and stuff and like you see that in this one and like it's a it also makes sense why i'm tired a lot more like tired with this version of star wars because i've seen so much that's like all of the media i consume for most of my 
life was this kind of storytelling. Yeah. So like I'm sitting here and I'm like, okay, yeah. This is that's this a, movie. That's the Marvels. That's the Marvel jokes. <laughs> they're, yeah. They're quippy. Yeah. 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 Um, but I think we should get into uh, the one sentence. Yep. Uh, description. The of final this. one. It's the worst one, I think. Nice. Actually. There's uh, a war in the stars. Worse. <laughs> what? The last Star Wars. This movie was made in 1990. <laughs> not even correct no, year. Not even, no. um, so here's the one sentence. A landmark Skywalker saga comes to a conclusion. <laughs> it ends. A trilogy of what? trilogies ends. That's, that's the that's one so sentence. Terrible. Yeah. Uh, but... I think we should go and watch this and let you form an opinion, E. Yeah, before we talk too much about Star Wars yeah. before watching it. All right, we will be right back. And we're back. Yeehaw. From watching Star Wars Episode Nine. The e Skywalker rose up. <laughs> Before we even get into this, <laughs> okay, is it time? It's time. I want you to name every <laughs> single Star Wars from Episode One in the prequels to this Star Wars. Okay, uh, Episode One, The Phantom Menace. Got okay. that episode one. two. The Phantom Pain. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible. <laughs> episode three. Uh, the Empire Strikes Back. Nope. Episode four, A New Hope. Yeah. Episode five, the 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 Jedi rises. Nope. Episode six, the Empire Strikes Back. <laughs> nope. <laughs> <laughs> Episode 7, The Rise of the Jedi. No, nope. Episode 8, The Rise of the Jedi. <laughs> nope. Episode 9, The Rise of the Jedi. Nope. We just watched 9. We just watched it. <laughs> it wasn't called The Rise of the Jedi? No, oh, no, really. it's The Rise of Skywalker. So you... <laughs> I got two, right? You got two right. So... We'll give you two and a half, because you corrected yourself in the last one. <laughs> so, episode 1, The Phantom Menace. Episode 2, Attack the Clone. <laughs> Um, episode three, Revenge of the Sith. Episode four, A New Hope. Okay, episode uh, five, The Empire Strikes Back. Oh, one off. <laughs> episode six, um, Revenge of the Sith. Or no, no sorry. Um, Return of the Return Jedi. Of the Jedi. <laughs> <laughs> um, episode seven, The Force Awakens. Okay. Episode eight, The Last Jedi. <laughs> episode nine, The Rise of Skywalker. So what you can tell is I've mixed literally every title up in my head. Oh, yeah. And just guessed. Yep, that's exactly what happened. Um, <laughs> I, I was expecting it. I'm surprised I got two. <laughs> I'm surprised you didn't get more, actually. Why? <laughs> well, two know. and a half since I te- I knew this one, but I had the wrong word at the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah two and a half points. <laughs> um, yeah. Well, let's just jump into it here. Okay. E. Hi. What did you think? It's good. It's not. Oh, I'm actually surprised you said that. <laughs> I, th- it, I, I say this quite a bit, especially with more modern. It's like good in the way a Marvel movie's good. Yeah, like it's fine and it's fun, but like a lot of it leaves kind of more to be desired. 
especially in certain aspects. Um, I have quite a bit of grievances with this one, which we'll get into because most of them are spoilers. Uh, just a general thing. I don't know what about it, but the writing just feels off at all times to me in this movie. Like, it doesn't feel like it was written. It feels like it was AI generated. <laughs> There's a lot of reasons for that. Okay. Um, um, it had a very quick turnaround for development. Um, I'm not sure how aware you are of how Disney does its movies these days. They throw money at it. Well, yeah, they throw money at it, but they also, it's, it's done way before we see it. The actual filming portion, mm-hmm. uh, Marvel movies, Disney movies, live action things. They live in post-production for a year, a year and a half, usually, of just getting all the CG, getting all that stuff all put together. Um, these Star Wars movies weren't any different. They mm-hmm. were done far before they were done, um, before the audiences saw them. Um, so there was a four-year turnaround on this movie, and there was director mix-ups. J.J. Uh, Abrams was not originally supposed to come back. I think I had mentioned yeah. that before. So, like, literally last minute, right when production was about to start, they're like, okay, we can't have this other director do it. He's, like, done. He started pre-production already on it. Was that the ones that worked on Game of Thrones or whatever, or is that another? No, no. They were going to get their own trilogy before. That's a whole other tale. Mm-hmm. Um, no, I can't remember the name of the director who was supposed to take it over, but he was kicked out because they didn't have faith in anybody else doing it but J.J. Abrams. Tim Burton. <laughs> no, no. Because um, Rian Johnson's Last Jedi was received so poorly, they're like, okay, we need to go back to safe. Mm-hmm. Get JJ back, so they did, and he had <sighs> months to write the script <laughs> before they had nothing. to start production. And then once production's done, immediately go into post. Uh, which <laughs> a lot of this movie had to be done in post due to uh, some characters in this movie, which yeah. we'll get into a little bit. Yeah. Also, there is a fair amount of CGI in this movie too, just when tons. it comes to environment and everything else. Tons and tons and tons of CG in this. Yeah. There's a lot of good practical effects though too. But mm-hmm. yeah, there's tons of CG. Um anyway. Uh I mean that's mostly like I felt the writing felt off. Um I think the cinematography is still really good. Like I think I felt like six was very bland, but like eight or sorry not six, uh seven was fairly bland with the cinematography, but eight was really interesting. I think this one kept the interesting aspects of the cinematography. Yeah. But, I don't know, just ultimately it's a real kind of mixed bag in regard with everything. Because there's a lot of things I like, but a lot of things they were like, hey, you guys like Star Wars, don't you? Right? I'm right there with you, actually. <laughs> uh, okay. Robbie, what are your thoughts two years later? Uh, I'm kind of in the same boat as E is with this. Like, I do like the movie. It is an enjoyable experience. But there, I do also have my grievances with it. In a lot of ways, it felt like, um, at least the way that Disney looks at it, is that they were written into a corner with The Last Jedi, and they're doing their best to write their way out of said corner. And Yeah, the first five minutes of this movie retcons the last movie. Yeah. Uh, there's that. There is also, once again, my favorite thing in movies, deus ex machinas that happen in here that I'm there's not so very, many. Yeah, I'm not really a fan of those. Like, I feel like in some ways it is lazy writing to put that in movies and cinema and in other ways. It's just like, once again, they felt like they were written into a corner and they had to use basically those in order to write themselves out of whatever corner they felt they were written into instead of going with the flow. Yeah, mm. and I mean, Star Wars is no stranger to the deus ex machina. The right. entire franchise is built off of it, arguably. But 
I would agree that this one takes it's, it to yeah. its limit. I, I agree with that, too. Uh, there's a lot of strange choices that were made in what is very much... A lot of strange turns in what's overall, I guess, an enjoyable ride. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I um, I I feel like I was pretty upfront about this before we started. Like, I There's a lot of things that I really like about this one, and there's a lot that I feel like is bad. Yeah. <laughs> um, there, I think... I think when I compare it to the rest of this uh sequel trilogy just just from blandness, I think 7 is my least favorite of them. Yeah, um, I definitely agree with that. Because I think that even though this it swings and misses, it swings way more than Force Awakens ever did. And that's fair. Force Awakens was playing T-ball. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was really an reintroduction to the to the franchise. And I feel like Last Jedi and Rise of Skywalker, whenever they're like really aiming for the fences, they fucking do it. Sometimes they miss hard, but yeah, but at least they're aiming. Sometimes they hit the ball into a casino. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> sometimes that happens. Um, but yeah, I think ultimately, I I also really enjoy this one for the incredible highs more than the asinine lows. Yeah, I mean, like. I guess even with me saying this is a mixed bag, the the like it's a mixed bag where sometimes you grab like a kind of stale potato chip, whereas in the mixed bag of the prequels was sometimes you hit attack. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. that's kind of that's the difference is a mixed bag. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's true. <laughs> um. All right. Well, I'm gonna give a very quick synopsis on this because I want most of this discussion to be very spoiler open. Okay. Okay. Um. So I'm gonna do. It's a very simple story, really. Yeah. So I'm going to do a very quick synopsis, and then we're going to move on to spoilers, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you guys know when we get there. Um, so this literally is, there are three deus ex machinas ever created that lead to this planet called Exegol, where something is going on. And I'm not gonna even going to consider this a spoiler, because it's in the opening crawl in the first five minutes. <laughs> Palpatine is alive! Ah, what a surprise. <laughs> um, and he's been doing everything this whole time. He's been implanting everything into Kylo's head. He created Snoke and a bunch of other little mm-hmm. baby Snokes in a vial. Uh, he is still alive somehow. And that's literally how they say it in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> and, somehow. And he has a plan to have the final order because there was the Order 66, First Order. This is the final order. They're really bad at naming things, apparently, yeah. the Sith. Yeah, yeah, they are. Um, and he wants Kylo Ren on board, and Kylo Ren is sort of hesitant, sort of not. Meanwhile... It's, his, it's the same... Uh, yeah, he's kinda, that character. Yeah, yeah. that's his um, arc. Yeah, it is. Um, meanwhile, Rey is training on the planet with Leia, and... The journey begins, and I'm, I'm, I know this might be annoying, but literally here on out, spoilers. Yeah. This is the last movie, I think, this whole thing should be marked as spoilers, and spoilers for the entire series, honestly, mm-hmm. because we're going to talk a lot. <laughs> we're going to talk yeah. a lot. This is probably going to end up being a pretty long one. It's, it's the ending of Star Wars, so mm-hmm. uh, spoilers all around. Uh, I think we should start off with saying some of the things that really bugged us here with this movie. I I could start where you just talked about it. I hate so much that Palpatine's just alive. It's such a yeah. lame cop out. It's a I mean, once again, that is uh 
another Deus Ex Machina. Like, oh, he's just alive because reasons. Like, my biggest gripe is he doesn't. It doesn't matter if he's alive. You can yeah. tell the story without having him be alive. Yeah, you really can. Yeah, it, well, especially considering that's a, another thing that is. I would argue it's a Deus Ex Machina, but it's also just Star Wars. Is that no one ever like truly dies? They always kind of stay within Force Ghost form. He's not even Force Ghost form. He just no. Lived. He's just alive. He's just alive. Like, it would have been probably a better storyline if he was like in a weird way through his Force Ghost form. He was uh, kind of pulling the strings on everything because he was that powerful in the Force that even in death he could kind of pull everything that's going on. Like I, that would that's a thing, way yeah. cooler yeah. thing. Like if it's the ramifications of what he was doing. Yeah, exactly. Pulling the strings overall. Like he planned that far ahead. Yeah, because that's his character. That would be great. But that or no, if there just... was Snoke and a cu- or a bunch of other people who were like doing his will. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it, instead it's just he lived falling down the hole. And exploding. And, expl- and exploding. Let's not forget, he literally exploded. Yeah, yeah, that's true. But apparently, according to this movie, you can also just live explosions. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, Leia did survive in outer space. so <laughs> An outer like, space explosion at that. It's, uh, it's one of those, because like, they, they're literally just saying death is meaningless. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, a little bit. A little like, bit they are. Like, there's always a fo- Force Ghost thing, but, like, you didn't have really any real powers if you were the Force Ghost. You could just talk. Like, you could manipulate, sort of. Yeah, you can manipulate, kind of. But this one's kind of like, yeah, death doesn't matter. Yeah. In fact, like, you're better afterwards. Yeah, because it's like, it's the Dragon Ball Z effect. Like, once they started introducing the fact you could just reverse death, there lo- a lot of the meaning was lost. Yeah. Yeah. One thing I do, i playing devil's advocate for Palpatine here. No. For the Palpatine character. Incorrect. Um. <laughs> He did arguably mention that there was a way to cheat death in the prequels. So you could argue this has been set up. I mean, there's also like that argument of it being set up with it too, of like uh, going to like the very first Star Wars movie where um, Obi-Wan ends up telling Darth Vader, strike me down and I'll come back more powerful than ever before. Right, but I would very much argue against that, that they're definitely speaking more metaphorically. Yeah. And yes, every situation. It, it, it was do. literally like they're speaking more metaphorically in like the pre- in the original and prequels, and they're taking it a lot more seriously in this one. Yeah, because like even with the prequels, when they say that, that's clearly more set up for Vader than it is for Palpatine. Yeah, yeah, it but is. It was. It, it literally felt like the writers were pulling at strings to get that to work, though. Like they were. Yeah, yeah JJ Abrams was was like held at gunpoint, like find a new thing for them to fight. Yeah. Yes, actually. Um, Because, you know, you can't just have a cool story about, like, fighting your inner demons. There has to be an outer demon. I think, ultimately, this does end up getting to the point of, like, continuing the ideas of the story that Last Jedi had, the last one. Mm -hmm. I think it does sort of keep that going in a way. Not in the way that I would have liked, necessarily, Mm -hmm. but... um, To be fair... Many people didn't like that. Many people so. didn't like that one either. You're right. This uh, last one was like, what if Star Wars was different? And this one's like, what if Star Wars was exactly the same, guys? What if we literally did it again? Yeah. Again, again. Again, again. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, uh, one thing that I want to mention, and this is just hearsay. This is complete rumors. Mm-hmm. But there is a lot of talk that Abrams has, not Abrams, Disney themselves, there is a four-hour cut of this movie that exists. Right. Um, there were rumors that it's going to be released in 2023. Ew. On Disney Plus exclusively. Um, I don't know why. I don't know why that specifically is the rumor. Because that's just far enough where you might forget about it, but close enough you can hope for it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you're probably right. <laughs> um, 
I don't I don't know what kind of how much validity that has. Abrams himself has come out and said like, yeah, there is a much longer cut of this movie that uh I wanted to have and is not there. I mean, every Star Wars movie had a much longer cut, right? Even the originals yeah. notoriously had a longer cut and it was the job of the editor yeah. to like create a masterpiece out of all this stuff that George yeah. Lucas threw. Yeah, essentially. Um so I I wonder if that will ever end up coming to pass. I would be interested to watch that. I'm not sure what that could add to it just because of how yeah. Deus Ex Machina heavy this script is. They they put a backstory to every Deus Ex Machina so that you knew it was there the whole time. They, I like <laughs> digitally posed Yoda holding the MacGuffins <laughs> and like need this you might and Luke's like I don't know Yoda. He's from the 90s now. He's from the yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean the only He's thing the I can think fan. of to add to this though, which like I said, I kind of had some issues with the intro of this of just like Kylo Ren just knew about those maps and he just knew where to find it. Like, I think it would be kind of interesting of him like finding out about that map and finding out like which planet it's hitting or hidden on and like, you know, the his journey to what was basically the intro. I mean, that's just kind of the generic bas- Palpatine did it, right? Yeah, but yeah. it's also like that's that's Star Wars. Star Wars always starts in the middle of something else. Yeah. If you go to episode three, if you you can make the same thing of like, how did Luke know he was here? How did he set up this whole plan? How did they do this and this? Like, Luke was in kind three, of thing. four, four, six, <laughs> seven, nine, seven. Episode <laughs> six. It's the yeah. third movie. You know what I meant. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, like you can make that same argument. Like Star Wars start in the middle of something yeah, else. Right. That's just kind of what they do. Um, except for eight. <laughs> <laughs> eight had to do. Eight wanted to do its own thing. Yeah. For better or for worse. Yeah, for, for, uh, many people would argue for the worse, but critically, this is the worst received Star Wars: Rise of really? Skywalker. It is. Yeah. Interesting. Um, I think it is because it goes back to super cheesy Star Wars. Honestly, because like. You were talking about how you have like a friend who like really loves Star Wars and like hasn't seen this one because mm-hmm. like they hated Last Jedi so much. Yeah, and it seems like very funny to me because like this feels like they're like everybody. We need to go ha- all hands in. We need to make the most Star Wars ass Star Wars thing. We need to make it super cheesy. We make it super fan servicey. We got to get out there do the Star Wars. And it's weird to me that your friend was like, no, I don't care. I mean, like, <laughs> and I think most people honestly had that opinion yeah. of it. Well, here's the thing, like, you I, you can't do that after it, because it was something that another friend I was talking to actually said, where, like, it had to, now it's picking up the scrap of needing to continue off where seven left off and where eight left off in some weird form back to back. Yeah. So, like, now you have to try to please both audiences, and ultimately you can't have your cake and eat it, too. Yeah, they definitely tried with this one, though, which is why they also did, like, that weird retcon within the first five minutes of this movie. Just like, yeah, everything that happened in 8, don't worry about it. Yep, yeah, and they changed that incredible spe- or the speech that I really liked in 8 anyway, where Kylo Ren's like, you're nothing. You've come from nothing. Uh, I really like that speech in there, and yeah, I, yeah. they this entire movie I, changes that. Yeah, so I guess that'll bring me to my next annoyance, which is basically still my first annoyance. They retcon Ray's backstory to be Palpatine's granddaughter. Yeah. And it's so fucking stupid because not only is it, I just hate how they feel the need to shoehorn every single character that's always there. I hated it in the prequels when they're like, no, look, Chewie's there. Like, (laughs) they do this so much, I fucking hate it. But, like, also, (laughs) it's ruins Ray's story of, ruins the idea of you can come from nothing and do great things. Because, nope, Ray came from royalty, basically. She's a trust fund baby. And then, <laughs> yeah. It also ruins 
Ray's story arc too a little bit because like a lot of Ray's thing is the hesitation because she has to start dipping into the dark side to understand herself better. But now, oh no, it's fine, Ray. It was uh, it was Palpatine. The whole uh, you know it was Palpatine, and also you know you're part Palpatine, so you're going (laughs) again i do actually like how they end her story in this because i think it does carry the threads of the two of like two the end story was like basically it doesn't matter where you come from you can be whatever you want i think this ultimately does end up carrying that same message albeit in a lamer way yeah my issue is they took some of the cool stuff about ben's story arc and shoehorned it into Ray, and I feel like it made Ray's lesser because of it. Yeah, I agree. Because, yeah. like, it literally is basically that, because Ben's story arc is that his grandfather was a very big dark side user. Yeah. And how that's affecting him. And here comes Ray. Actually, Ray's grandfather was a very big dark side user, and how Arguably it's Arguably a more. <laughs> yeah, more, but, like, I just say, because, like, I don't know, like, the cool idea of the original Star Wars is that Luke was, like, a kid from bumfuck nowhere yeah, and able to do great things, even if he ultimately was a part of everything. But, like, it still felt like he was this kid from nowhere. Like, anyone could have been Luke. Yeah. And here comes Rey. She's literally anyone. She literally doesn't matter in the grand scheme of everything. But she creates, she digs out her own purpose and destiny. And this movie just kind of doesn't care about that idea. Yeah, Yeah. I think ultimately what I like about it, though, is that maybe not like about it, because I do agree that the original idea of what Rey was way better. Yeah, I like that a lot more, which it's even more Star Wars to come from nothing and to become great because original Anakin was a slave child who came from nothing and became something. And then Luke, who was a moisture farmer that came from nothing and became something. And then Rey, who was a scavenger but just happened to be a trust fund baby. This actually retcons uh, Anakin coming from nothing as well. Because it says straight up that Palpatine created Anakin. No. Oh. Yeah. So it it changes that as well. Everybody yeah. comes from Palpatine. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Palpatine is Star Wars God. It's the ultimate incest. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. This will be out on Thanksgiving. Stuff your turkeys. <laughs> Just don't stuff your tur- turkeys with incest. <laughs> uh, like, I... Like, I know, but cause... I like that... It, the I, So the story, the idea that it ends up rolling with in this one is that you can come from something awful and make yourself better. But that's Ben's story. I know. I <laughs> that's agree. why I don't like it. It's I like, agree. It does, you don't need the same story twice. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> I agree, actually. I do agree. And I think it makes more sense with Ben because he's literally... He has the ultimate confliction of his grandfather was the one of the worst people his grandfather was like Mussolini to Palpatine's Hitler he literally went and murdered dozens upon dozens of children yeah and then his mother is basically a saint in a lot of ways that she is like the she runs the rebellion in in the middle is Han Solo who is like He's just happened to end up on the good side. Yeah. Like, he could have easily been on either side, but yeah. he happened to be good. Yeah. And, like, like it's the ultimate confliction of, like, that. And, like, he clearly always ad- idealized his father in a lot of ways. Yeah. Even if he ended up gri- dra- gravitating more toward his grandfather. So, I think that that 
I think maybe you finally understand what I meant when we first started this. Of like, I think this is Kylo Ren's trilogy. Yes. Yeah. Um, as this series, as this trilogy went on, I genuinely started really liking Kylo Ren as a character. I think he really grows into himself. I still don't like the generic edgy teen <laughs> aspect of him, but like we discussed, that's probably yeah. more of I've just seen that so many times. Yeah. That I'm kind of sick of the trope versus this. And like they do it in a good way. Like <laughs> I said this during the movie. Sometimes I can't tell if it's like they want to be him edgy teen. So they try to make <laughs> him look badass, but like in an edgy way. Or if it's just the writers genuinely are trying to make him look badass and it's so over the top. I think it's the former. Is it? Yeah, I okay. think so. It is, but it does kind of have like that sense of like a 15-year-old would have written this and like, yeah, this would be so cool to see this. Because <laughs> like the, it starts and he's like samurai slicing everyone. There's a part where he like slides and there's fucking fire coming out of his trail. It's really good. <laughs> so uh, this entire movie actually has the feeling of a 15-year-old wrote this. Because mm-hmm. yeah. even like the Star Destroyers being like, Force Awakens was like, what if we had a Star Destroyer? But it was 10,000 times bigger than the Death Star. Than the Death Star. And then this one's like, what if we had a bunch of, st- what if we had a thousand Death Stars, hundreds and millions of Death Stars? A jillion, quadrillion. More than you could see if you wanted to. What if we just had all the Death Stars? <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, okay, fine, I guess. Star Wars really had an issue of it started trying to one up itself. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, it started at the ultimate thing, a thing that just destroys planets. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, in the fifth one, they were like, okay, yeah. we'll, we'll step back a little bit. Let's, let's, let's analyze what we can do. And then it was like, no, they got the bigger one. Arguably, this trilogy did the same thing. <laughs> yeah, but this trilogy started with, no, they have a bigger, bigger one. Bigger, bigger one. Then it went, this is just a, just a chase. We're just doing a big chase. <laughs> and then it went to, we have millions of bigger ones. All of them. <laughs> Every bigger one. <laughs> yeah. Um... I mean, yeah. arguably, it's not even so much that we have millions of bigger ones. It's just like, what if we took the weapon from the bigger one and just strapped it onto smaller uh, ships? Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so what is that? Um, this this movie, like every Star Wars movie, has a sequence I would just call filler and could easily have been just taken out. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'll say it's so like they're like, oh, we got to figure out where the MacGuffin is to find the Sith area the sith planet so they're like oh luke was looking at up this bounty hunter whatever and they're like okay yep yep and we'll go there uh do a bunch of that uh sinking quicksand and they find a dagger Mm -hmm. the second mcguffin the mcguffin for the mcguffin yes it is actually (laughs) and then also this is where you could just Ray, ray just knows how to heal now which like it's not like the most egregious addition they added to the force, but like being me, like no outside Star Wars stuff. Like I played a a Star Wars game and I probably played a couple hours of it. They literally just, it just feels like they're fucking just adding shit to the force of what it can do. Yeah, they are. <laughs> like it's that's so been this silly. whole trilogy. Each each episode has added a new thing to the force. Yeah, which I'm not against, honestly. I this one feels like. Okay, like it makes sense as a addition, but I feel like it, they don't do anything really interesting with it. It ends up being they do and they don't. It's it ends up being kind of Ray's thing. That's like her specialty. Yeah, it's because like the every every Jedi ever is in her is the thing we learn at the end. So like her thing is like I can give the Force out. Yeah, but like she's I Jesus. Mean, plot wise, I feel like they don't 
do anything interesting. I turn water into force. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, plot-wise, like, hey, I do... was drinking that. <laughs> I feel like plot-wise, they do one thing with it. Give it like, if it's the one thing I'm thinking of, they could have easily done a different thing <laughs> to do it. I think the things you guys are talking about are the end battle, right? Uh, I was talking about when uh, she heals uh, Ben. Like, oh, no. the almost climax. Yeah, yeah. Okay. like you could have wrote around that. And that's like the most thing I feel I like. I disagree. She did. I don't think you can write around that. No? I think that that's actually very important to Ben's plot. Um let's let's uh speed up to that in the plot of yeah, how we get yeah. there. So yeah, so yeah. You find the MacGuffin, uh they use uh, they happen to land on a planet where they can use the MacGuffin and she happens to be standing in the right spot to <laughs> use the MacGuffin to find Which the other MacGuffin. It's the most fucking Indiana Jones bullshit. And they also yeah. happen to be this also happens to be a planet of stormtroopers who rebelled. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Which also happens to be that cool idea, but like it feels so shoehorned in. It is. Every, um, yeah. I, I think almost everything feels a little shoehorned in in this one, honestly. But yeah. Also, we did skip a part, which is the part I was about to complain about. Um, because they actually have to take that dagger, go back to another planet, which is where um Poe originally squatted, uh, basically. And oh right, yeah. Because. Uh, C three PO can read what the dagger says, but it's against his protocol to uh translate what the dagger says. Yes, and then they're like, "Oh no!" And then Chewie gets captured here, and as oh, the, I hate I, this okay, so, so I, much. I'm I need to complain about something. I hate the false hero death. Yes, yeah, they. I'm I want to complain because they do it like four fucking times in this mm-hmm. movie. Yeah, the the most egregious one to me is Chewie when they're on yeah. that sand planet. Because, like I've stated before, I think Chewie is the heart of, of Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Like he's and he's the whole thing. Like I think he carries scenes. Honestly, like mm-hmm. he he doesn't really say anything, but he's so charismatic in his emotions and his movements. Like that, he almost doesn't have to. Yeah, like I honestly love Chewie. He's great. And so, like in this one, whenever whenever they do the false hero death and they blow Chewie up, and everyone's like Chewie's dead. I knew they weren't killing Chewie in that way because it was an off-screen death and that would have even if they were killing Chewie that would have been the cheapest way to do it just not even yeah. showing it yeah because what they did like Chewie got captured because they're Ray's like having a standoff with Ben who's flying at her at Mach 10 yeah and Chewie tries to go tell Ray we gotta go they capture Chewie then uh Finn goes out because Chewie's taking a long time and Ray's still just standing there and he sees they capture Chewie so as this is happening, uh, Ray chops the thing. Which is a super ben. cool shot, but also something it's else so... a 15-year-old me would have thought of, too. Yeah, yeah. like, <laughs> it's one of those things, like... Backflip, chop, it, or uh, ship in half. Yeah. yeah. There's a time I would think this is cool, like, depending on what's around it. But, like, st- like this version, this trilogy of Star Wars feels too grounded sometimes to me to, like, pull off these things. <laughs> You're right. I think it's, like... <laughs> Because I guess something with the prequel, I'll give the prequels one thing, like, their tone's consistent, so I'm not, like, so, I'm not always going to be joking about how ridiculous everything looks. Because everything looks ridiculous. Everything looks ridiculous there, yeah. But, like, here it's, like, half the time it's ridiculous, and the other half the time it's serious, and it's hard to, like, keep it together. Yeah, I think also some of that's a pacing issue, which goes back Mm -hmm. to the writing, I think, honestly. Yeah. Yeah, but, um, so, yeah, that got cut off. And Finn's like, Ray, they got Chewie. And like, there's a ship flying off, and Ray's like, grabbing with the force and like, bam, I'm the strongest Jedi. Woo. And then Ben 
also Kylo. Yeah. I'm just going to call him Ben from now on, by the way. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you and Start I was- pulling him down with the uh, the Force, and they're both pulling as hard as they can, and then she accidentally lightnings. Yeah. And destroys the ship. And you don't, like, see Chewie get on the ship. You don't see him kidnap, but Finn, not yeah, Finn seems completely convinced that Chewie is on that ship. Yeah, and then Ray's like, Chewie! Yeah, which, like, they're acting in this scene great. Super good. Like, nothing wrong with their acting, honestly. Mm. But it's it's false. Yeah. And the other thing that bothers me is even after three minutes later, maybe. Yeah, not, you're not worried that long. Yeah. Three minutes later, they reveal that Chewie is just completely fine and captured. Like, oh, he but, was on another ship. But the characters still keep pretending like he isn't. Or acting like he isn't because they don't know in the story. Yeah. Oh, what's the? There's a specific word for it in storytelling. Sit, something irony. Um, situational irony. I think where the audience knows something that the characters don't. I'm not sure of the term, but yeah, yeah. But you, everyone, it. we know what we're talking about. Um, yeah. So like, it just is annoying because then like, there's no stakes. You know, Chewie's fine, and like. I, this sets up something about this movie that I hate, where they got really, it felt like they got really scared about killing people off in this movie. Yeah. Also, it's known as dramatic irony. Dramatic irony. Dramatic okay. irony. They got super scared about killing people off in this movie, and as soon as Chewie was completely fine, despite the one ship that existed to take off the things yeah. exploding, I was like, they aren't going to kill anyone off. And that's not inherently true, but it's basically true. Basically. Yeah, whenever they kill anybody off in Star Wars, it's a big dramatic thing. Mm-hmm. Except for um, <laughs> the general in The Last Jedi. Yeah. Obviously. Because that's... They don't even mention he's dead. Fucking bullshit. <laughs> anyway. Uh, but, yeah, so, like... So that's that. Now... There's a now they have to go get the translation. The dagger Chewie had the dagger, so they don't yeah. have the dagger off. Yeah, and they're like, "Oh, C-3PO adventures." Like, no, there's no way to get it. It's only in my memory banks. Yeah, which I like C-3PO in this, but he goes a little too far in the comedy sometimes. He, they they played his shtick too much. Yeah, I think. Yeah. in this this movie, honestly, you want to know what I think the problem is? Hmm. They didn't give him R two to play off of. That's true. I think that's honestly yeah the they problem. were. They were very separated. R2 is the straight man to them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You don't know anything he says, but you know everything he says. Yeah, exactly. Um, So, yeah, now they have to go to Kalinki, something like that. I don't remember the name of the planet, honestly. Capri Sun. Yeah, they got to go to Capri Sun. (laughs) And there's a dark planet where uh, you find out that Poe was a spice dealer at one point in time. Yeah. And Finn's weirdly mad that Poe's a spice dealer. (laughs) They point this out. Finn was a stormtrooper. Yeah. I mean, it is one thing that we did talk about during the movie. It's just like, because if this was in this galaxy, I guess you can say, it'd be like, you were a drug dealer. You were a Nazi. You were a drug dealer. You were a thief. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, like <laughs> there's, a, there's a little level. Yeah. Yeah. A little, a little weird. Uh, But yeah, so this boils down to, hey, look, there's a Boba Fett kind of person that uh, Poe knew. And yeah. Uh, yeah. Like. It was a will they won't they, but I don't give a shit. They, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, and so the main the oh the big old conflict of this is C three is like, well, you could translate it, but you would have to do a thing that would get rid of my memories. Oh, and it's like, yeah, they which, and they literally mention right here. R two just has a backup. 
like, oh no, it might be slightly out of date, but he has a backup. Who gives a shit? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's another one of those, like, not even so much a dr- dramatic irony. It's like they kind of make it seem like they're going to kill off a character in, like, one of the worst ways of, like, not so much that he's dead, but, like, they kill who he was right. to get or to get this piece of information. And, like, it would have been, in, in a weird way, better if they would have just kept it that way of, like, he's no longer C-3PO. He's just, like, this blank slate now. Right. But they also, once again, retcon that because they can't get rid of C-3PO. He's too important of a That's character. Because, like... I I was talking with a friend and he said that uh Finn would have been like one of the only uh character sacrifices that would have made sense in the last movie. I disagree entirely. But <laughs> I also disagree. Like <laughs> this would have been a perfectly great self-sacrifice. Oh yeah. On C3PO's part. And it would have been extremely touching and extremely emotional. Yeah. yeah. But if they would have kept it or kept with it, then it would have been extremely emotional and it would have Especially with the line they give him. Yeah, exactly cuz like that that being the last line that you say to someone before you die is, I just want to have one last look at my best friends. It's, yeah. it's a great line. It is. It's a, <laughs> it's a super great line. And it just is lame because you know it doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah he's exactly. going to be fine. Yeah. Like, what's going to happen? They're also going to kill R2 off now? Oh, yeah, sure. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, best character, by the way, in these scenes is uh, Bumbleito. I don't remember his name. Uh, oh, the little engineer guy that was actually <laughs> finding the memory. Yeah, data. Uh, Balba. Balba, something Balba? like that. Balba. That yeah, name? I'll I, look it up. I also forget his name when I'm not watching the movie, but I love his character. Honestly. It's so great. It's like a it's it's a Muppet guy. It's, it's basically a Muppet. And like, <laughs> you might guess by now if you've seen a couple of these episodes, I really like the Muppets. Like just how they are. Muppets are great. Um, but yeah, he's just like this little dude, and he like doesn't talk much, but he's like really happy, and like yeah, he's like, well, wow, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah, <laughs> everything to do. <laughs> I don't know why I made him say I'm like Mickey, but oh, no, uh, Dizzy, Boba Freak. <laughs> it's not Boba. Boba Frick. <laughs> I think there's an L. Oh, I can't hear his name. Babu Freak. Babu Freak. Okay. Babu Freak. It wasn't Frick. I Frick. thought <laughs> it's spelled like that though. Okay. Yeah. It is spelled F R I K because I just found it too. Yeah. Okay. Little dude's name but, is Babu Frick. He's this little. It's uh, Babu Freak. You just. I know Babu Frick. Um, he's, he's like this little adorable Muppet, basically. Yeah. And he's just like really happy to be doing his job. <laughs> I, I, he has a really charming moment, I think, whenever C three PO does lose his memory. He's like, mm-hmm. "Hello, I am C three PO, Human Cyber Relations." Hello, I'm Babu Frick. And he's like giant grin on his face. <laughs> yeah, it's like really cool. just kind of like, well, it's one of those because like he kind of has this moment of like, oh, I don't know if I can turn him back on. And then he turns back on. And he's like, hey, I did it. Yeah, <laughs> it's because he doesn't know what is really going on. <laughs> yeah, it, it's almost in a weird way. Like he's the only engineer that they had that's small enough to get into all of his wiring mm-hmm. to get to like the specific circuits and everything. Yeah. By the way, while this is happening, uh, what's her face and Poe go up to the roof. To have a really dramatic, like, ooh, I know you don't trust me, and I don't trust you. By the way, here's another MacGuffin. Yep. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. I'm so, like, I get what they're going for with this character, but they don't go <laughs> anywhere. Hon- honestly, I think this entire planet, and this is, like, maybe a little cynical of me, but I think this entire planet is to set up backstory for Poe so he can have a spinoff series eventually. I hope not, but, um... It would make sense for him to do something like uh, that, though. Yeah, so, like, then C-3PO, like, gives the thing and resets. Um, Then they just, they gotta go, because it's bad. <laughs> yeah, there's there's uh, the First Order stormtroopers go around everywhere, and Ben, 
searching for them because he gets a, the hint that they're on the planet. Mm-hmm. So, so he's doing that. Also, I think around this time, they open up a new droid, Conehead, uh, Dio. 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 Yes. I am Dio. That's it. That's all that. <laughs> he is Dio. He's fun also, but like, yeah. unnecessary, but fun. He's. <laughs> they already did like the BB-8 to R2, so now there's a Dio to BB-8 and like, yeah. This is my cynical side where I'm just hating that they're just introducing these toys <laughs> all yeah, the time. That's literally what it feels like with him, yeah. We literally, I literally have a Dio <laughs> toy downstairs. You do. And it's cute, but like, yeah, he doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't. Well, he ends oh, up actually He mattering. ends up mattering in a, another Deus Ex Machina way. They, he could have been anything. They literally just hand out coins that can solve problems in this movie. This movie is full of plot contrivances. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, um... So that plan is gone, and it was basically all filler. Basically, it, yeah. It is yeah. irrelevant to it, I mean, it's irrelevant just for the sole fact that they did all of that to basically kill off C-3PO, only to bring him back. And while they're on this planet, they get this feeling that Chewie is on Ben's ship. Yeah, so they so, go on Ben's ship. Yeah. Uh, Poe and Finn go off and find Chewie. Well, Ray goes off to try and find Ben, mm-hmm. and she ends up going into his little lair, dorm, whatever it room. is, his room, his um, quarters, and you see Darth Vader's broken thing, and then they have one of those moments like they did a bunch in The Last Jedi where they have a fight. Well, yeah. in The Last Jedi it was talking, but in yeah. this one you get to see like their connection, they're actually like able to interact with each other now. Yeah. And I will say, like, I... Love these scenes They're really a lot good. more. Yeah. I think because they do more in this, like visually, than in the last movie. Yeah, because like they're having a fight scene, and it feels like they are literally in two spaces at the same time, it's which really is cool. really yeah. impressive. Yeah, and like uh, things in each also, of their environments is kind of bleeding over to the other one. Yeah, that's what I like the most about it is like having their environments bleed over to with each other because of how strong their connection is to yeah. each other. Only sometimes though they seem to disappear, like occasionally. Yeah, yeah, which. I'll just chalk that up to they forgot, <laughs> like literally speaking. Yeah. <laughs> but so it doesn't matter that much. But yeah, this this sets up a lot of, the th- as much as I don't like this planet, it sets up a lot of the things that end up happening in the end of the movie. But here's the kicker. Could have done literally anywhere else. Could have done yeah. anywhere else. Yeah. Um, so yeah, then they're like, so Finn, Poe, and Chewie got captured. Yes. And like a ginger man. Goes and helps execute him. General Hux? Hux. Yes. General Fox goes to execute him. As in, who gives a fucks about him? Yeah. <laughs> and, <laughs> God. <laughs> Just this w- about this scene is annoying me. Yeah, because so, this is probably, like, one of my biggest gripes when it comes to Deus Ex Machinas. So, they're about to get executed, and then Hux is like, hey, give me one of those guns. I'll do it myself. And they're like, also, there's this weird subplot about Finn gonna say something to ray as they're about to die and it goes nowhere bringing it up but they literally don't give a shit (laughs) that i argue that that is a hint for you to discover yourself um so way back earlier when they're like getting into the weird sulfur sand stuff Mm -hmm. and sinking finn's like i have something to tell you i've wanted to and then they like sink down and they like keep bringing it up and bringing it up that he had something to mention to her and then they get split up, so they like, really can't talk anymore. But once they're split up, you get to see that Finn is just sensing things. 
Mm-hmm. So in my idea, I think Finn was just wanting to tell her that he's like force sensitive. Maybe like the structure of it feels like it's the like generic I love you type thing, which I'm hoping it's not. I have way more hope it's so, your thing because that yeah. would be way more interesting. It might and be there's... a bit of both, honestly. I think I literally think J.J. Abrams didn't put it in there so that it could be people would be whatever they want it to be. I don't know. Kind of. I don't. But... I don't ship any of these characters in this. I literally the only characters that I actually would have like been happy if they were together would have been Finn and Poe, which is actually weird yeah. Like after this movie, I kind of ship them. They're pretty neat. Yeah. Like they're but... good foils for one another. Yeah. But, um, like, uh, there was a lot of hints for The Force Awakens of Finn going from a star trooper to becoming a Jedi. Yeah. But, like, there's a lot of hints of that journey happening, and then it just didn't, ha- it didn't happen. And a lot of audiences were actually really pissed off that it didn't happen. Because, like, it's a cool idea to have a stormtrooper be the next Jedi. Not only were audiences pissed off, J.J. Abrams was pissed off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Did he really want to, and Disney yeah. didn't? Yeah. Yeah. And John Boyega, who plays Finn was extremely oh yeah extremely vocal about how angry that how how dirty they did Finn's character in Star Wars like literally extremely vocal he went on Twitter and was like this is not what I wanted for his character this is not the plan we had originally this is not what was meant to happen to the point to where he literally boycotted doing anything for Disney or Marvel or any other thing to the point to where Disney had to be like hey like we we need to talk about this like what happened like what can we do to fix this because he was pissed. Like, they fucked yeah. his character. And, and so, like, I remember that because, like, a lot of people were mad at him, too. Which is just bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so, like, yeah, he went and talked to executives, and apparently they've hashed it out, um, and he's in talks to do something Star Wars again, as well as Ray. The Finn show. <laughs> Honestly, I would love to see Finn more. Um, I, think they fu- I think they did him dirty. They, they did. Really- I like, agree. They set up yeah. a cool idea and forgot. Yeah. yeah. Especially, like, especially after the second movie. Where he literally gets to do jack shit. Gets to do nothing. Yeah. Like, that was that was the biggest gut punch to me, was that he got to do jack shit in the second movie, because Finn is one of the coolest parts about these this trilogy. He really is cool. Um, so yeah, him and um, the girl yeah. who plays Ray, I can't remember her name right now. Uh, Daisy Ridley? Daisy Ridley, yeah. They were both very vocal when they got done with this, because of just Star Wars fans. Um, being like, I don't I don't think we should ever be involved with this uh, franchise ever again. Like, the the people poisoned their tastes on the entire thing for so long. And it literally wasn't until this year where they started being like, okay, we can talk about us doing something in the future. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like, they they were not excited to be doing anything involving Star Wars after this at all. It sounded like most of the people involved in the trilogy were not. Quite yeah. Happily. And a lot of it does have to go with them flip-flopping back and forth on what they're going to do with that trilogy and nobody being able to actually come to grips with it and then them having to retcon something that they didn't like and then so a lot of stuff just got thrown to the side that should have been important and should have been really cool for the trilogy that just didn't happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, if you just look even at Disney's other giant thing that's impossible to ignore, Marvel, Kevin Feige is there. He's helming everything. Like He has a roadmap. He has a plan of where he wants the story to go and the steps that it needs to be taken to get there. And Disney just didn't do that with Star Wars at all. They just didn't. They didn't plan anything. They were literally, let this director have this one, let this director have this one, let this director have this one, and we'll let the previous director tell them what they thought was going to happen in the next one, but they don't have to follow it. Like, that yeah. was literally their plan. And I think you can see it backfire, even though I don't think any of these are bad movies. Mm-mm. But I do think you can see 
just from things that were set up in seven, eight, and nine, how much they failed to follow through on all those things. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't have to. Wow, you telling me Disney acquired a property and then didn't have an idea of what they actually wanted to do with the property? Insane, I know. I know. Yeah. How's Tron it's doing, by the way? <laughs> actually, they're going to make you another one. Are they finally? Yeah. yeah. Oh, it took them, what, fucking eight years? More. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> the first one, 2010? 2011? No, the first one was 80s. No, 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 I'm saying no, the no, one like that Disney Disney's did. Oh, Tron. yeah, like 29, 2010. Yeah. yeah. And they did that and added a Tron Kingdom Heart world for the fucking 3DS version of Kingdom Hearts. I just fucking hate that world. <laughs> Anyway, but yeah, it's like fun. this movie kind of feels like if Dry wrote a book and then they asked me to write the sequel to the book and I flopped on it and you were supposed to write the third book, but then they were like, no, 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 no. Robbie did a fucked up job on it. Let Dry write the last book and write right out of the corner that Robbie wrote it. Yeah, that's that's kind of what happened with this. Yeah, but also if Jirai had to like take an established property first, like if they were like, "Hey, Jirai, write a rain, uh, write a Winnie the Pooh book real quick." I was literally gonna say Winnie the Pooh. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I would write the shit out of Winnie the Pooh. It's gonna be dark though. He's a zombie now. Hey, Disney, if you're watching, give us <laughs> Winnie the Pooh. But um, back to where back to the plot. Sorry about that sidetrack. Um, so they're all captured, but hey, look, Hux was the spy. Yeah, I I fucking hated that. It was so dumb, and it's such. Oh my god, I I know like some people will probably give me flack for this, and I hate to like harp on it. It's such a fucking Marvel scene, and I yeah. hate it. It is. You're right. It is. Like, I don't like it either. It's so like what you were the spy. Oh my god, I called it. No, you didn't, dude. I uh, you can you can almost feel like that was the first take, and the director is like telling guy hugs like just tell me you're a spy. It's like what? Just tell me you're a spy. Uh. I'm the spy. Act surprised. You were the spy? Like, it literally felt like it's that. It's so dumb. It's really bad and, and rushed. And I think how they wrap it up is rushed, too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You want to know how they wrap it's it also- up, guys? Uh, so they get to go to Millennial Falcon for free because, you know, <laughs> and he's like, yo, shoot me in the arm. And then Finn shoots him in the leg. And then <laughs> he's in, like, crutch. He's, like, has a cane and he's walking up to the general general. And he's like, oh, man. They forced me you, you, to, to do it. Uh, oh, man, what can I have done? He's like, right, right. And he just, the other general grabs the blaster, blasts him, and he's like, all right, follow him. That's the end. That's the yeah. end of yeah, the trade. Like, we found the spy. A whole big nothing burger. Yeah, it is. It's just like, and like his motivation is he hates Kylo, but even then, like. Which like, yeah, he hated, he's always hated Kylo, but like, that's such a cheap way to pay that off too. Yeah. yeah. So, like. Hey, cool! A character no one cares about died. See, guys, death <laughs> death matters. Yeah, totally. Yeah. So that leads them to the water planet where there is a the. This is where all the stormtroopers who rebelled live. Yeah. Um, I think this is where all the black people, which is, I don't remember actually. I like I don't like correct me if I'm wrong, but if it just seemed to be that way, and I was like, that's kind of weird. Because, like, I thought they were just, like, a tribe of people there, in which case that would make sense. But they were all stormtroopers rebelled and ride alien warthogs. Well, alien horses in costume. <laughs> yes. <laughs> you, you costumes seem to that kind of look like warthogs. You seem to have a fact about this. Is is No, you... they're just fucking don't have a lot of production time for pre-production on this one. So, so literally they just, put... just horses in costumes. <laughs> cool. Yeah. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that they had to, like, kind of do something weird to get out of a corner, because I know, I think it was The Force Awakens, like, they didn't have enough Stormtrooper costumes, so they actually got a bunch of fanfare together to 
Yeah, so there's this Get very famous uh, cosplaying troupe that cosplays as stormtroopers. They got that cosplaying troupe. They hired them from a Comic-Con to go and be stormtroopers because they didn't have enough stormtroopers outfits. <laughs> that's pretty cool. Yeah, I mean, that's awesome for them. Yeah. But that's also- awesome. It's a, lot m- or it's a lot more awesome than horses in Warthog costumes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it is. Also, it's kind of a fun fact to be like, yo, I'm in the I'm in Star Wars. And she's like, which one are you? You know, the Stormtrooper, but. <laughs> yeah, I'm a Stormtrooper, but it's fucking cool, right? Yeah. You look in uh, the back right, I'm one of those guys. I'm the one who's like, kind of like, ooh. I'm dancing. See yeah. me dancing? I'm dancing back there. <laughs> but, um, so this planet is where they hold the dagger up at a very specific angle at a very specific area. We made it back. Points. <laughs> yeah. And <laughs> I've noted this, but like. How would you know where to go after you literally took a step? Like, how are you going to remember? Just, you wouldn't. You wouldn't. Uh, Just, uh, Indiana Jones. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. this does lead to one of my favorite parts of this movie. Mm-hmm. That part, especially in theaters, this part was really fucking cool. So good. Yeah. So they're, like, repairing the Falcon because all they can do is crash the Falcon. <laughs> Which is true. It's fun, though. <laughs> like, it's kind of fun, but, like, it's also, like, annoying that they have to keep using that plot point. Yeah. Because, like, it's one of those things that is kind of, like, takes me out where they keep talking about how the Falcon's just kind of a piece of shit, but also it can, it's the best ship in the galaxy. Yeah. 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 <laughs> but, um, so, yeah. So, I mean, they also did at the beginning of the movie, too, now I think about it, because they're like, you were, or, yeah, you're warp speed jumping? It's like, yeah, of course I was. You had to get away. Falcon can't do that. Or it's missing its compressor. It, or, yeah, well, apparently it can because we did three times. This is one thing that fans got really mad about because this uh, supposedly breaks the rules of Star Wars. But like, fucking, what rules does Star Wars have? It's yeah. rule. Star Wars it has rules just to break them. <laughs> Star Wars makes up shit as they go. It yeah. was not supposed to be a giant empire like yeah, it is. Exactly. <laughs> That's the issue. Yeah. But um, so Ray runs off because she has to find the whatchamacallit. And just finds a ship that works perfectly fine. Yeah. Quote unquote works perfectly fine. It can't like fly, but it can surf. A, yeah, it can surf, I guess. It's a water skimmer or something like that. Something they yeah. Call it. Anyway, she gets over into the ship and it's remnants of a. Um, it's remnants of the Death Star, isn't it? Yeah. Which I think is fun. I have no idea what fucking got on this planet, but whatever. I mean, it was a huge explosion in space and, yeah, you know, it's right. one of those, there's no friction in space. So things are good. Keep no, on no. flying in it random directions. It was Palpatine. <laughs> it was Palpatine guiding I, I the would, entire time. That's how he lived. He actually grabbed that piece and like rammed it into the water planet. <laughs> <laughs> I knew it. Um, uh, but yeah, it leads her into there and like adventuring around there, and she finds the thing in the another. She gets a second shadow vision. Yeah, of herself. Yeah, yeah. Which with- I mean, also just shows that like J.J. Abrams was not happy with the first shadow vision. <laughs> That happened in The Last Jedi, so he's like, I'm fucking doing mine. She has to Which, fight herself. This one's way lamer. <laughs> it is. She literally fucking hisses like a cat at the end. Yeah. I like the lightsaber design, though. It's chopsticks. That was... <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> They're pretty fucking badass chopsticks, though. I don't know. Like, I liked it. It feels like they just wanted to do the double lightsaber design, but they're like, well, you can't just literally do the double lightsaber again. Chopsticks. <laughs> the, it's kind of foreshadowing for what her lightsaber ends up being. Yeah. Which is... Orange. Know. <laughs> yellow <laughs> but it has that same kind of design yeah um, I, like it's not the worst it's just kind of weird to be um but oh you know who else is here ben yes and he's like hey um we don't have to do this i know you wanted to take my hand 
when we're back on that ship, why don't you just take my hand and we'll go and kill Palpatine? This will be us. We'll do this all together. She's like, fuck you. And <laughs> starts and <they> fighting. Fight. <laughs> and it's one of those things, like, it's the... Oh, end. after he destroys the Ex Machina. Oh, yeah. He's like... The only way you're getting to Exegol is with me. Yeah. Destroys it. And then they start fighting. Um, I This is cool because it's... I say this a lot with how... Because, wow, it's like this is a way of storytelling. It's like the inverse of the initial fight they have where initially Ray was a lot more calm and collected and able to parry a lot of uh, Kylo's attacks because of it. Whereas here, Kylo's the one who's very calm and collected. Not entirely. He's still Kylo. Yeah. <laughs> but, like, Ray is just full of rage, ultimately. Yes. And wants to... Is aiming to kill at this point. She is. 100% she's aiming to kill. Um, and you start getting visions of Leia, which... Let's talk about Leia real quick. Okay. Um, I think... I don't remember if last time I mentioned how she had passed away before she was able to do any work on this one. Mm-hmm. So, they were... She was planned to have a huge part in this story. Like, huge. She was going to be main character, basically. Okay. In this third movie. And she passed away before that happened. They ended up having to do a bunch of rewrites, which led to a lot of the weird stuff. Um, mm-hmm. When she's on screen, it feels like she's not on screen. Um, and that's because they took unused footage from The Force Awakens, and they superimposed it onto new backgrounds, and changed her hair up a little bit so she looked more like that she did in The Last Jedi, and just used old, unused lines and wrote the script around her unused lines. With the uh, grace and permission of her family. Uh, they, That's a little better, I guess. They, yeah, because they originally weren't going to add any of it in, but they were like, no, we want her to have a proper ending in this in this franchise. This was her life. So you have our full grace to do this uh, and write her story, ending how it should end. So they at least did that. But she feels like she's not in scenes. No, like it's you barely see her. Yeah, for what yeah. it is, she barely talks. Obvious reasons. Yeah, but like for what she was, it's she feels very disconnected, which Leia is not supposed to. Yeah, that's the problem with it. I I would have almost preferred they just didn't. Honestly, well, like I don't know. A lot of people would hate this, but the preferred thing for me would be if she died in the last movie. Yeah, yeah the same here. Yeah, like. Because I, I talked with people who would who were already mad about the people who did die in that scene with Akbar being the most important person who yes. died in that scene. Without mention. Honestly. Yeah. Um, but, like, that's a much more fitting arc to her. And, again, it, it led into Poe's arc. Yeah. Something that I think doesn't make as much sense going into this movie. Because he almost kind of had a re... Well, because rewrite. Because uh, retcons and stuff. Yeah, they he kind of regressed back a bit. He did. He did, which is very, very frustrating. Um, but yeah, so all the scenes that you see of her is literally old, unused footage that they've just green-screened on to, to fit in what they need to fit in here. And you can tell. Honestly, yeah. you can oh, tell. Oh, yeah, you can definitely tell. Like, the characters aren't talking to her. In any no, way. it feels like that she is saying things and they're sort of saying something but Yeah, they're talking around what she's saying. It's, it's like dialogue in a dream. Ultimately, yeah, that's how I describe it. Yeah, Where, it's, like it kind of makes sense, but none of it makes sense. Yeah, I agree with you there. Um, but yeah, in this scene, Leia is taken to her bed. She's like, "I know what I must do," and goes and lays down, uses all of her force concentration to say, "Hey, Ben." Basically, yeah. while uh, uh, Ray and Ben are fighting, um, 
super cool fight scene honestly they're like there's waves crashing yeah. all around them they're jumping around everywhere it's really yeah. cool i joke that it was like the lava scene in the third movie but <laughs> it kind of is just in a way better execution yes <laughs> it is absolutely Without i feel like cheesy dialogue ruining every cool moment <laughs> i think it's purposely reminiscent of that mm-hmm. if i were to be honest with you um i think kylo ren is very purposely reminiscent of anakin skywalker just what a done surprise. Well. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah, if they got someone who could do emotions better than Kylo Ren is a better Anakin. If they got a better actor. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah, and this fight ends up happening and Ray strikes the final blow with Ben's lightsaber. Yeah. Into his side. And at this point, she realizes what she's done. She's just murdered somebody. Yeah. And she feels it. Ben feels his mother passing and I think they both do. Yeah, and Leia feels him passing, and everybody just kind of stops for a second. It's like, what the fuck are we doing? And how did we get here? Yeah, yeah. Um, and she she saves him, saves his life. And this part, I think, is why I think it's so important that she actually has this healing power, is because, and I I hate to say this because it's going to give some reverence to the prequel trilogy. <laughs> I hate to do it, but um, in the prequel trilogy, whenever Anakin gave himself over to Palpatine to be Darth Vader, he says, Anakin is dead, I am Darth Vader. Mm -hmm. Uh, Anakin no longer lives and stuff like that. Um, Same thing when Ben is talking about him in the original trilogy, my old friend Anakin died, Darth Vader killed him. Um, This is very much that. Um, Mm -hmm. Rey killed Kylo Ren. To save Ben. she... Whenever she healed him, she brought Ben back. And you don't just see, you don't just like feel like that, you aren't just told that, but you literally see it. Because whenever she heals him, his scar goes away as well. I, I guess. <laughs> Not well, only that, but his helmet in this one has is, <laughs> is put together in much way that... Um, I believe it's Chinese cultures do. Japanese. Japanese. Uh, I gotta look it With up. With the gold, right? Yeah. Yeah, so that was the idea behind that one, is like using this, this material and filling in all of the old cracks and making it more beautiful than before. Mm-hmm. So that was it the idea. It is known as a I'm gonna butcher it. <laughs> Let E have a shot. Yeah. <laughs> Kintsugi. Yeah, Kintsugi. Yeah. Um, sorry, I said Chinese. Japanese culture. Yeah. Um, and so that was the idea of, like, his helmet, and, like, this this whole movie is kind of his rebirth. Yeah, because, like, I think this is, this scene in general is kind of what cemented me actually going over to saying I do like Ben as a character. Yeah, because yeah. this scene, I'm not ashamed to admit it, I cried my ass off in theaters at this scene. <laughs> um, It's so touching and emotional, mm. and because it it's so, uh, Star Wars fans hate this because of Rian Johnson now, but. It's so circular and it's so perfect because it takes almost the exact dialogue from episode seven. Yeah, I definitely noticed that. Whenever, because uh, Ray goes off at this point, she steals Ben's ship and Ben's like just standing there, like staring at the ocean, contemplating emoly mm-hmm. uh, <laughs> about his life. And like, what exactly, like you said, how, how did we get to this point? How did things go so far? And you just hear, hey, son. Or hey boy or whatever. Yeah. And or, it's uh, just hey Ben, I think is what it was. Yeah. And it's it's Han Solo. Yeah. <laughs> and I think uh 
big part of why I think this scene works is it's it's not like ghost Han Solo. It's not blue Han Solo. Yeah. It's he's there. But you know he's not there. Yeah. yeah. Well they even dead, they ultimately. more or less even say that that's not even ghost Han Solo. It's just he says, I killed or I killed you and he's like it's like but I'm still in there in the memory of like this is just the memory of me. Yeah. Like this isn't so much the ghost Han Solo mm-hmm. coming back to talk to him. This is the memory of Ben's father coming to talk to Ben. Yeah. Right. And why I like so much about it, like I said, is it takes that same dialogue from episode seven to where at that point Ben is like trying to become Kylo Ren, like really become yeah. Kylo. Yeah. And he's like, I don't I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I can do it. Like he doesn't know if he can take this awful step of killing his own father to become this true evil that he has to be. And now he's at the same point of like, I, I know what I have to do. And he's, it's the same lines. I know what I have to do, but I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. And I, it's, it's him like being like, I have, to, I have to be what I know I am, really am. I have to stop trying to be this rebellious thing. I have to go and be what I am. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think this is the best this movie gets at reusing a scene. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Because like, it doesn't feel like, hey, look, guys, it's the scene again. It's, hey... It's the culmination. It's everything. And yeah. It's more like a sort of sense of nostalgia at this point. Because, like, you aren't watching a character anymore. You're watching a kid mourning the loss of his dad. Yeah. Like, he's yeah. finally able to do it. Yeah. And then it uses the classic fucking Han Solo thing of, like, <laughs> hey, dad. And, like, you know he's going to say, I love you. And Han's just like, I know. It's just, ah, oh, yeah. I, I burst it, into tears. I did. It works very well. It really scene. does. And he just, he turns around and that hilt lightsaber just throws him in the he ocean. Chucks it in the light, he chucks the lightsaber in the ocean. Just what I needed from all of Star Wars. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he, he gets rid of it. He kills Kylo Ren in that point. He leaves mm-hmm. him behind to go off and be what he knows he has to. <laughs> and I the will part say, I don't get, he gets off the island. <laughs> yeah, eventually. Somehow. I mean, she stole his ship, but I guess he stole her surfer? <laughs> who knows, man? Yeah. Who knows how he got off? Maybe, maybe he inherited Leia's floating ability. He jumps real far. He's real good at jumping. <laughs> Jump uh, good. He jumped good. Um, yeah, I love that scene so yeah. much. It's great. I mean, it's, it's also something that you guys literally bring up whenever after she or after Ray heals Ben, like she even does say to him, like, uh, "I did want to take your hand, but it's Ben's hand that I wanted to take." Yeah, mm-hmm. which also, ugh. yeah, um, like. Everything about that scene, like, I do agree with you guys. That's hands down the best scene in that entire movie. Yeah, it's so yeah, good. That's the... From the beginning of that fight, like, the beginning of the fight scene to after he throws his lightsaber into the ocean, like, it's perfect. It's, yeah, it absolutely is. Um, and that leads into uh, her going off and being like, fuck it. Yeah, she has the MacGuffin because, <laughs> well, conveniently, Ben left it in his ship. He, yeah, he yeah. didn't. He still needed it, apparently. Well, <laughs> she is going through the motions right now too. Of like, she's scared. Like, she, once again, she knows what she has to do, but she's scared to do it. So she ends up going back to the planet that she met uh, Luke Skywalker on, and she burns the ship down. Right. Yeah. And she's about to throw the lightsaber into the fire as well. She's like, "I don't deserve this," and she throws it in, and Luke's ghost catches it. And he's like, "What are you doing? A Jedi's weapon deserves more respect than that." Um, which one hundred percent one of those moments in a movie theater where. It, it's a pause enough to clap. Like everyone clapped. It was a whole cheer Ooh. moment. This, this is what it was. <laughs> it's what people wanted. Ooh. Yeah. It's a people-pleasing moment. I'm sure. And, like, it, it is more akin to Luke in the older, in the trilogy. Yeah. I suppose. But, like, yeah. And then 
<laughs> something funny to me is that <laughs> me and Robbie were just kind of because sometimes we'll talk during movies. Me and Robbie were just kind of discussing candy, and you made us rewind on this scene to hear the dialogue, and I heard it. I didn't need to hear that dialogue. <laughs> it didn't matter. It was you got to fight Palpatine, you know, and respect, and there's something you need to see. It's important to me. <laughs> I, it's important in the sense of him saying that, like, being scared is being part of a Jedi, but confronting that fear is also being part of a Jedi. But I already knew that through the actions of the movie. <laughs> but they have to tell you it to make it concrete. <laughs> anyway, you also learn that uh, right here that Leia was training to be a Jedi until she saw the vision of her future. I get. Is this like? I know you said you haven't read every book in that. They didn't technically come from... This feels like a book thing, though, that Leia became more of a Jedi? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. From what it, I understand from various articles and, like, fan pages and stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. Okay, because I was kind of like... I was like, I don't remember Leia having a lightsaber ever. Or uh, no. seeing... It just kind of like, like oh, yeah, like... one one ever. I mean, it just kind of... They always kind of write it off and like, oh, yeah, it wasn't really important back then. But whenever I was training Jedis, I was also training Leia. But she decided she wanted to quit. And I was like, okay, go ahead. Yeah. So he gives Rey her lightsaber. Yeah. Um, it looks like Luke's. <laughs> basically. Yeah. <laughs> Except for, well, I was going to say it's one of those things like Luke Sky, or Luke's was green in that, but hers was blue. But both the ones that she has that is both Luke's and hers is blue. At yeah. The end, like so. hers isn't, bl- Luke's isn't blue to her, I guess, because it reflects the ideals of the Jedi or whatever you guys were telling me. Yeah, it's kind of a, <laughs> in a, it's once again because it was in like the books and comics and everything. It's now considered non-canon, mm-hmm. but certain Jedi had certain lightsabers, so like it counts of like, almost like you know how the Marines and the Army and the Navy all have different colors. Well, what whatever kind of Jedi that you were, also kind of, it was kind of like the color of lightsaber the, that you had. The crystal chooses you on the planet. Yeah. There's a specific yeah. planet where those crystals come from. You go, you do the thing, either you get a crystal, you don't get a crystal, but if you get a crystal, whatever crystal you get chooses you, and whatever color it is represents the kind of Jedi you are. So why did Luke's turn blue then? I don't know. Cool. Okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. I mean, the only thing I could think of is because like, the original one that was given to him by Obi-Wan was blue, and then he got his hand cut off, and then he got a new lightsaber that was green, so his newer one was green, but his old one was blue. That's the only thing I could think of, but... Something like that, probably, yeah. I wish I wasn't confused by the lineage of his lightsaber, but I am. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, so that pit stop's done. Yeah, she goes off to, to Exegol. Yeah, the, no, no, that's the... No, yeah, you're Yeah, right, you're Exegol right, you're is right. the yeah. Sith planet. She goes to Exxon. <laughs> Exxon Mobile. <laughs> um, and she has a tracker, and they're like... And Oh, yeah, also C-3PO got his memories back. What? Whoa. Yeah, yeah that's so, I'm so glad. <laughs> I know, it's... They really cheapened his death by bringing him back. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, but then he's like, "Oh my, Master R two must have an issue. Master Luke is sending a transmission." Yeah, and they look at it and she's like, "She's not just sending a trans. That's not Luke. That's that's Ray. She's telling us where Exegol is. We have to follow her." And so they do. Oh yeah. Also, um, apparently, sometime between her death and some other time, uh, Leia put. Um, Poe in charge? Yeah, sometime. Yeah. In that, all that. Uh, but, yeah, whenever she decided that she was going to be dying, she was like, by the way, Poe's going to be a new general. I don't... Off screen. She yeah. never said, uh, Poe, you're the general why? in episode seven, so they didn't have that footage. Yeah, but I don't get why. Yeah. 
reasons. <laughs> Deus Ex Machina's. Okay. I mean, honestly, storyline wise, it would have been, it would have made more sense storyline wise to say like, cool, our general's dead. Poe, you've been either you've been voted to become the new general, or you're the one with the most battle experience. Like you should. That would make one. more sense. That would, yeah. Like almost like we're in a desperate situation, and you're the most fit to lead us right now. Yeah. Alternate universe where they killed Leia off, and then the other stuff still happened in the last movie, so the other general died, and they're like, Poe, you got to do it now. You're yeah. Literally you're the all only we got. One. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's um, been better. Also, we forgot to mention because it comes back here. Lando. Yeah. Right, they met Lando on the sand planet. Yeah, where they got the dagger. Yeah. Then, I was really surprised, quite frankly, though, because I really thought they were just going to write Lando off. <laughs> and they probably would have if things didn't go the way they went. Yeah, I believe so. Um, Yeah, Lando comes back here, and Poe's like, I don't know how to do that. I think this is actually a really good speech. This is yeah. a really good dialogue. Yeah. Between like, Poe how did you guys, you guys had nothing back then. How did you defeat an empire? He says, we had each other. Yeah, which, very emotional. Uh, speech for me. I also got very teary-eyed in this one. That one's probably nostalgia-based, though. So yeah. I think it would have worked a little bit better if it wasn't Lando literally just showed up, and yeah. Poe doesn't know who he is, basically. Well, he, like, other he, than he knows. Well, I was going to say, I think they know who he is for the same reason why they knew who Luke and yeah. Tom and everyone else is, because the legends that were told about these people. But, yeah. like, there's not a connection between these two. No, there's no. really not. But, um, <laughs> yeah, so Lando's there, and then, like, something happens, we... D D O that they they found something out. Finn found oh, because uh, yeah, uh, Dio has like this whole big thing of oh, like, don't about, touch me about Ray. Yeah, and then it turns out that like he just happened to be there with Ray's parents whenever Ray's parents were taken right. away. Therefore, he knows like where the planet is and he knows all this other stuff. Once again, another Deus Ex Machina. Yeah, because like Finn's like, yo yo, po po, we got it, we got it, I got a thing, and Poe's like, I got a thing, I got a thing. You're you're my general, and Finn's like, great, but. Oh, thank you. Thank you. Yeah, that's actually a really I'm fun so moment. Um, <laughs> it's just like this moment of like, I have something really important to tell you, but thank you for commenting like that. That means yeah, a lot. Like, thank you. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so um, now now the big climax stuff is happening. They're like, they're following Ray. Ray's going to the Palps. <laughs> and the Palps. The Palps. Fair place to snowboard. <laughs> yeah. Um. So Ray parks... <laughs> And yeah, goes to fight Palpatine. Meanwhile, they're like, "Yo, we gotta stop the fleet because they'll fucking kill the entire galaxy." Yeah, because the for none of the ships had left except for one that did leave and destroyed an entire planet. Yeah, yeah. So they're like, "We gotta make sure they never leave, and they can't activate their ships if they're close to." Well, I think what it is is like the planet's surrounded by a bunch of debris and a bunch of asteroids. So uh, unless you have like these navigation points, then you can't actually leave the planet well that's not like, the part i'm issue with i don't understand why you can't turn on defense no idea plot reasons <laughs> okay um that's how they wrote it in the script yeah. yeah so yeah the basically two two sides it's the fighters fighting and the ray rain <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> uh they're the fighters are vastly outmatched outnumbered but they're not the but they are smart Yes. Yeah. As uh, the rebels always have been. Poe remembered his character arc. <laughs> yeah. <and> wised up. <laughs> and it just, it really feels like now Poe remembered that he went through a character arc. Yeah. I'm honestly, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So yeah, Ray went to Palpatine, but I was like, you're a dumbo. This is my plan all along. You're going to kill me? I become you. 
I'm a car salesman now, I guess. I don't know. It's basically <laughs> the same Ben speech, except for the opposite. Yeah. yeah, and it's the Vader speech, or not Vader, the Palpatine speech back in the original trilogy and the prequel yeah. trilogy. And it's it's yeah. what Palpatine has always told everybody, basically. Basically, yeah, you killed me, I'll become you. I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> I just thought of a really dumb thing of... Um, like if you kill me, then I become you, and I'll use your body to take or, or to take over the entire empire. You can't stop me, no matter who you are. <laughs> That's kind of what it was. Shows you, bam! Shot him with a gun. <laughs> I don't know. That's, that's, yeah. that's my head. Um, uh, yeah, Ray's doing that and trying. And even also, if you haven't seen the scene, you know the scene. If you've seen the other Star Wars, yeah, if you've seen Return of the Jedi, this is uh, Return of the Jedi with a lot of CGI. Or if you've seen Revenge of the Sith. Or this is Revenge of the Sith with the same amount of CGI. Yeah. <laughs> Just better CGI. Just better. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, because, like, I think the part that bugs me is it's because Ray's like, oh, you, I won't do it. And then Palpatine opens up the hatch window. And, like, oh, oh, no, look at all I'm... your friends dying. And it's like, hmm, I sure have seen this scene before. Yeah, it <laughs> sure was literally the exact same thing. That they did in Return of the Jedi, mm-hmm. literally. <laughs> Except in this one, it, they're in a Sith temple with a bunch of Sith. Yeah, they're in Greyland. Yes, they are. Yeah, very gray with a lot of shades of blue. Mm-hmm. This movie is very blue, by the way. Still, even with the new color palette, it's still very blue. It was almost entirely blue before. Yeah, yeah but when there's not blue, it's pretty pretty. Yeah. It's shot very it, well. It, it's shot very well, and it stands out quite a bit. Yeah. Uh, but still uh, a lot of blue. But yeah, yeah, so they're all doing those fights. Uh, Finn, a lot of them land, I guess, because... They have to take down this radio thing. Yeah, well, they don't, because like, they're well, taking it's... it down, and then it gets deactivated, and now the ship's the radio thing. Yeah, so they have yeah. to take on the ship. And they still have to land? No. <laughs> gives well, there's something. Yeah, there's that, yeah. and then, like... uh. Also, also, like they're losing the battle, and Poe doesn't know what to do because he's very much fighting a losing battle that he can't win. And yeah. then, but I'll, I want to speak because Finn is now with girl from the the planet. Yeah, because yeah. they bonded over the fact they are both stormtroopers who didn't want to murder people. Yeah. Oh boy, trauma bonding. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's like, I don't. She's like really on board with anything Finn says, though, which is weird to me. Yeah, she was doing a cult before, so she takes orders really well. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so like Finn's like, yeah, I'm gonna just fucking die in this battle, basically. He's like, hey, like, you have oh. to die without me. Yeah. And then, like, uh, what's... Rose? Rose. Yes. Rose. She's like, Finn, what's going on? And he's like, I gotta do what I gotta do. Remember Rose? She's here. Yeah. She she's here. Is contractually obligated to be here. Yeah. Oh, she's contractually ob- obligated to be there and to have scenes, but not really do anything in those scenes. And it's also very clear they gave her role to another character. Yep. Yeah. All right. That that <laughs> explains a lot more mm-hmm. now. Yeah. Was... It's almost like they have a character on there that needs to contractually be there, but doesn't really want to be there, so they give her lines to someone else. It's almost like the internet harassed her and made her literally delete all of her social media, but she still had to be there, but then they people claimed to hate her so much that they wrote her out of the movie almost entirely. It's almost exactly like that. Yeah. Weird. Weird. <laughs> so weird. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so there's a... As 
Ray is basically getting to murder Palpatine because she needs the power to stop everything. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Ben shows up. Very, very, I love this scene, too. Yeah, this I is a good love one. It. Yeah. Uh, he shows up and he like he just quickly lands and starts running in. He fucking rushes, ju- dive bombs through the hole that like Ray went yeah. through too, yeah. and like finds his way down there. And he has to literally fight his poor decisions from his past. Yeah, because now the uh, the Knights of Ren the SS is here <laughs> essentially. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, and he's like having to fight them. He tries to fist fight them, but he doesn't have weapons, so it doesn't go very well. Mm-hmm. And you get you get the culmination of them being connected right they're a dyad as it says in the movie there there are two yes yes they're a a, for, a dyad of the force <laughs> so they're connected they're basically two peas yeah. in a pot if you will it just yes. like they're making it sound like it's more than just saying they're pairs yes yes they are um but yeah so like ray's doing like the overhead getting ready but whoop goes to ban she's like really magic tricks scene, it away it's, it's done <laughs> like, really well this this is like makes me glad the stuff in the last movie happened with them their connection because it works so well here because like yeah. it's seamless yeah. in a lot of ways like I complained about the cuts early in the movie they just like got better as the movie went on yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't know how yeah uh, it's almost like a lot was cut out of the first half of this movie <laughs> maybe it's like yeah. a lot it's like a lot was cut out of the first half of the movie and they put a lot of effort into the things that they felt were important or that they really wanted in the movie and everything else just kind of got pushed to the side. Um, I think the first 50 minutes of this movie is super rushed. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Like super. Like, it's a shame because like, there's about 30 you could take out. Uh, well, even that and like also one thing that I, I didn't notice in theaters but I definitely noticed this time around would be like uh, that chase scene that they're having in the desert, uh, you could very, very much tell that they're behind a green screen the entire time because yeah, you can or, see the lines on their peop- uh, on the person. I feel like they also just digitized them in sometimes, like yeah. in the quicksand, because it looked like a 360 game sometimes. I do not like most of the stuff on the desert planet. I like Lando. That? I like that part. Um, of cool. But um, I don't like that chase fight scene at all. It feels it's out of place. Yeah, It feels like a prequel. Part. Yeah, it like, does. They they were like, oh hey, we have this leftover scene from the prequels. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, we'll I just, don't like we'll that just part. Take some scenes from the pod racing and put it into this movie. It'll be <laughs> fine. It's what I talked about. We're like, it's this weird style or uh, tone issue. Yeah, because like, there's a very like somber moment in like Ray remembering her past in a crowded area. Yeah, and like again another connection with Ben real quick, and then. Actually, is a motorcycle chase, real quick. Yeah, but um. And like by it. the way, the stormtroopers yeah. just happen to have jetpacks now. Yeah, and they fucking launch. There's a mechanism to launch the person in the back, even though they have a jetpack. <laughs> Feels yeah. like the most let's sell some toys scene ever. It's just hilarious because, like, what if someone forgot that their back person didn't have a jetpack? It would just fucking kill them. <laughs> <That'd be so> <laughs> <good>. <laughs> like it would just launch them in from the car, and then they would get hit yeah. and probably kill both of them. Yeah, it would. Um, enough about stupid toys. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, so Ben and Ray are now both fighting, and Ray still has her uh Leia's right saber. Yes, and uses that to fight the red dudes. That I don't remember if they the have other a name. Knights of Ren, <laughs> the Knights of Red. <laughs> I don't remember their name, but Kyle Ben specifically is fighting the Knights of Ren. Yeah. Okay. Um. That's what I mean by like, his past is literally coming back to haunt him. Mm. The people he trained, he has to now. He has to, yeah. Yeah, kill. And then, yeah. if anything, I guess she's just fighting nameless Sith 
that are on that planet. Yeah, she's literally she's actually not even fighting them. She is force pushing away all the lasers into each yeah. other. Yeah. So like she's killing them, but like she's doing it without force. She would get a pacifist ending in Metal Gear Solid. Yes. Body. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and then you get to see just Ben, like, fuck these dudes up. Yeah. It's, again, like a 15-year-old's wet dream. Yeah, Because, like, he's like, wee-oh-ha, woo, doing, like, flips and shit. And, like, the other guys are, like, barely missing all the time. I There's a, there's this little motion, and I don't know why it <laughs> sticks with me. But I think it's just, like, the coolest fucking thing that he does. <laughs> Whenever he gets the lightsaber and he, like, kneels down, he, like, he like does this little shrug and then starts fighting. I love that little shrug <laughs> so much. <laughs> Not the personnel kid. <laughs> the I just, shrug's fine. I think out of that fight scene with Ben, the only one that like kind of sticks out of like eh, they could have done that better is whenever he holds lightsaber to his yes, back that to I block hate. a fight because or to block a hit because that hit comes like three seconds later. Yeah, that's bad cut, but I also like that move. Yeah, it, I, it, it be, it's a good move, but if it was faster paced, it would have been better. Like. If the guy was like swinging at him already, and then he put it to his back to keep that hit, or keep the sword from hitting him, that would have been better. I still like that Ben's solution with a lightsaber is still to just stab people, like yeah. in the heart. <laughs> yeah. I, I also there's like just little mannerisms in this fight that he does that are just like really weird and charming, like the shrug thing, and then like start fighting, and then like when he does the back thing, how he's like, all right, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nothing personal. <laughs> Um, yeah, so there's that, and then Ben and Ray are both getting ready, and Palpatine's like, Pachoo! Lightning! Uh, and then tells Ben well, fuck off. Yeah, but also... Well, well, before no, that, yet, though, actually. Like, right, yeah, because yeah, before, like, he, for some reason, he j- can just, like, absorb the Force from their bodies, and he's like, hey, I'm using the Force well, the, from that you was to thing heal that, my broken uh, body. Samuel Jackson did to him in the prequels, so I guess it's, he learned that. Yeah. <laughs> Did he, though? Yeah, apparently. No? Because... When you escape, when you undie, you learn some stuff. <laughs> apparently, <laughs> apparently, stealing force from somebody is one of those things you learn. Yep. Which, I guess, in a weird way, could make sense of, like, maybe he went to the Sith planet and was just stealing force life energy from other Sith to keep himself alive. That seems to be what they're implying, honestly. Yeah. And, and I then, mean, it, it's a yin and yang kind of thing. Like, Ray has the thing to give for, use force to give life. He takes life, so. Yada, yeah, yada. I guess. Yeah. It, it does also kind of feel like a weird plot point that just didn't really need to be there until that very moment. Yeah, you're right. Um. So, yeah, now he's like, actually, I don't even need you to kill me. I can just be good. Yeah, I can just steal your life force and then heal myself because he starts doing that and you see, like, his nubs of his fingers grow back. It's so gross. Yeah, really in the gross. best way. Yeah. Uh, and then yeets Ben off into a hole. No, not yet. Still, what? Ben yeah. stands up. Well, yeah, because first, like they're both like laying there, all bleh, like maybe they're dead, and he's like shooting force lightning up into the yeah, because oh, right. where the battle is happening. Because because yeah. like the reinforcements come in because Lando called reinforcements, and apparently Lando is more is more revered than Leia. Apparently, <laughs> yeah. like. But, yeah, because Ben standing up means now Palpatine can't shoot in the air, which gives him enough time to, like, shoot every single cannon. A lot of cannons, yeah. Yeah. Like, hurry, we need to make this count. Uh, also, apparently, I, I've i never seen it because there's a lot of ships in the scene when Lando comes in, but apparently the ship from Firefly is in there and the ship from Star Wars Rebels is in there. Huh. 
That was a, I like, mean, there cannon? are like a thousand ships in this one scene. Yeah, I Does that canonize Fireflies into the Star Wars universe? I think it then? does, yeah. <laughs> I just thought uh, Firefly was part of Cowboy Bebop, but apparently it's in Star Wars. <laughs> I don't know what How that means both? in this context, but okay. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe the Cowboy Bebop ship is in there, too. There's too many ships to funny. fucking count. Yeah. Do you just like look and there's like the Avengers airship in the background, too? <laughs> <laughs> That'd be great. Uh, but, um, yeah, so... I Because... Now Ben is thrown into the yeah. hole. Okay. He he's like, "Oh, you're the last of the st- Star Wars." Yeet, you're the last of the Star Wars, <laughs> or last of the Skywalkers. It's <laughs> also kind of you're the last of the Star Wars. Yeah, to be fair. Yeah. But nevertheless, yeets him into a hole. Yes. Uh, but now Ray is already, <laughs> and she's like, eh. "Yeah," and she like gets her lightsaber, and he like starts lightning the lightsaber, and but he's like, has "All of the Sith <laughs> from eternity are in me. You stand no chance." She's like, yes, but all of the Jedi are in me. And she pulls out the other lightsaber, and that makes it better now. Yeah. Another um, Marvel. Super Marvel yeah. moment. Um, I I have a list of all of the Jedi names that speak to Rey here whenever she's okay. being spoken to by the Jedi. Um, the all Jedi scene. Uh, she hears Anakin Skywalker. Some of these people I don't know, by the way. Luminara Unduli. Ahsoka Tano. Ayla Sakura, Mace Windu, younger Obi-Wan Kenobi, <laughs> older Obi-Wan Kenobi, Yoda, Adi Galleon, Kanan Jarrus, Qui-Gon Jinn, and Luke Skywalker. And Gandalf the Grey, and Gandalf the White, <laughs> and Monty Father, and Holy Grails, Black Knight, and the Misa Mussolini, and the Blue Me, and Cowboy Curse, and John, John Boy, Boy Jean- <laughs> Captain Kirk, and Darth Vader. I can't, like, hear a list like that without, like, going to the ultimate showdown, honestly. But Also, I could have sworn Yoda did twice. Was it just Yoda twice and not, like, Yoda young, Yoda old? Just Yoda. Just Yoda. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> yeah, I only recognize, like, maybe about four or five voices because it was just a lot of, Ray, like, get, or, like stand-up Ray or something. Uh, that, I, have, I had this one colleague who freaked out at this scene because he heard Ahsoka's voice. Uh, I don't watch the Clone Wars uh, cartoon, but she is a huge part of it. I watched yeah. like five episodes. I want to watch it again. I just, it's so much of that show. There's so many episodes. Yeah. Um, And it just, it becomes, it's nothing for so long in that show, apparently. <laughs> uh, That's I, a lot. If, it's also like aired in a weird order, if I remember correctly. Yeah. The, uh, Disney literally has an order of episodes on their website. If you want them, I have them. I have like a PDF of them. That. that surprises me because Disney has notoriously fucked up many shows by airing it in the wrong order on the <laughs> in their listing. Yeah, um, it's not the same as like the fan order. The fan order is different. So Disney yeah. like it's like, hey, these episodes, this is how you watch it in chronological order. Um, which I'm gonna say, kind of boring to watch it in chronological order because a lot of nothing happens. So much nothing has happened so far. I think the because like that's one of the things is like. It's like if you watched all of the A plots of Star Wars in the in order, and then all the B plots in order, and then all the C plots in order. Yeah, yeah, it kind of is like that. But, but um, yeah, that's all the voices. Yeah. And okay. So she, uh, uses she... his lightning against him and literally melts him away. But he's probably fine because fucking death doesn't matter. Apparently, yeah. they're gonna bring Palpatine back again. Yeah, we'll see in ten years. He's gonna be in Lego Star Wars four. He's gonna be an urn, and just lightning's gonna shoot out of the urn occasionally. <laughs> They're like, why won't you die, old man? <laughs> they just water it. Um, so yeah, he's melted away. Lightning goes away. All the ships deactivate. Happy day. Everyone lives. And 
uh, Ray falls down because it was too much, and Ben crawls out of the hole. Yeah. And uh, he's like, no, no, Ray. And he the Force heals her. Yeah. Which is why I say in a weird way, like, the Force heal kind of does make sense with, A, her having it, B, him, uh, her healing him is because, like, he knows of it now and he can use it himself. Yeah. I guess. And so, like, it's kind of one of those he, she sacrifices herself to save everybody and then he sacrifices himself to save her. Maybe. I think it might be a little bit of my grievance with this scene in general because I'm going to say this scene still feels like they are afraid to kill certain characters. Yeah. yeah. Um. <laughs> However, after he heals her, he like goes to pass away, and she they kiss, which I don't like that. I hate it. I actually don't like the kiss. There, some of it's just like I feel like their love felt more like a familiar, a familial. They kind felt of like love. really good friends. Yeah. yeah, or like a brother and sister kind. Yeah, of. like or, they didn't feel like boyfriend, girlfriend, husband, mm-hmm. wife. Again, in this in this entire uh, trilogy, the only ones I could see getting together are Bo or uh, Poe and Finn, Finn, which is so weird. Which people yeah. would get mad at me for saying, I guarantee. But like, Man. no, I'm all I'm all for it. No, not you guys. I mean, like, <laughs> if I just went online, I was like, you know, I really like Poe and Finn. I feel like they'd be a good couple of people. Like, oh wow, everywhere has a gay now. Huh? Oh, that was 100. percent yeah, a ton of stuff like that on the internet. Have, that's the issue when very few characters have really good chemistry in movies. Yeah, um, like but they're what, great. Together. What, what's your other choice, Finn and Rose? Which fans didn't like Rose, so she couldn't have chemistry. But also, they just did not have no. chemistry. But like, I feel like <laughs> they could have. They could have if they had another movie. Yeah, it could have worked out. Uh, Ray and Finn, absolutely not. Uh, ben and Finn, <laughs> maybe. Maybe there's something there. Maybe. <laughs> I don't think they ever... They fought once they in the first movie. And they never saw each other again. <laughs> as far as Finn's concerned, he's dead. Right. Yeah. yeah. And Poe... You can see the look in Poe and Finn when they... when they, yeah. Like, they, they have it. They, they've got something there. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, so he... Uh, you see that the Ewoks saw it all. Also, Ben fades away at this point. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Like, it feels weird to me that they're like, okay, Ben's allowed to die. Yeah, because they wanted to end the Skywalker, of course. But like, yeah, yeah. it feels like Ray also should have died. I'll be real. I agree. They probably want to do more with her, but like, I feel like this is the perfect. And if they did manage to kill Ray, which I really thought they were going to for a second there, that would have actually like checked almost everything off of my guesses of like what I wanted. Yeah, yeah, it would have done that actually. Because <laughs> like I wanted it to just be like the end of the Jedi's basically, and yeah. like Finn had the start- makings of one, which is a different story. I, I genuinely think that he'll get like a Disney Plus series where he becomes a Jedi. Maybe, and I, I'll be all there for it. When's <laughs> where's Star Wars? What if? <laughs> And it's what if they wrote Finn a good storyline? What, what if he wasn't screwed? <laughs> they do that with all of them. Like, what if, what if fans didn't harass Rose? <laughs> I don't know. In a weird way, I think I would have liked that ending too. Of just like a, uh, like Ray's sitting there dying, and like as she's like kind of passing over, she kind of sees Ben or Ben's ghost, and he kind of like leads her off in the yeah. afterlife, maybe. Well, <laughs> you gotta think is though. I was kind of expecting like the SpongeBob SquarePants scene where like they're like sitting there together like just kind of like embracing death like as they oh with like the pie thing is that the one the pie episode no no the movie when they're in the oh when they make it to shell city and they're like slowly drying up together it's oh yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. like it's one of those like like, a more serious version of that (laughs) yeah there is i i forgot about that for the spongebob movie like there's like a serious scene wherever spongebob and patrick star are both dying and they're both drying out and like yeah (laughs) so you know i just want ray and (laughs) And Ben sitting there, like, 
looking up to the sky, and then you just, I'm a goofy goober. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're a Skywalker. Yeah. <laughs> that that would have been great. Um, I do like that they kept one of them alive. I would have preferred Ben stay alive, if I'm being honest. He has a better story, but I feel like... His story's it, complete, too. So. Yeah, but like, they, I feel like Finn is the new, the new hope. Like, yeah. Him There's, and Poe. There's this video online. It's like, Star Wars are titled all wrong. He like retitles yeah. them what they should be. That's a great video. Someone should go find that. It's great. Um, but yeah, I, I'm fine with Ray staying alive, honestly. I mean, you're also more fine with like the idea of like Ray and Finn having a nice miniseries later down the line where I'm like, nah, yeah. Star Wars is already <laughs> six I mean, movies that more than I need. <laughs> that might have also been a thing of like they wanted to do more with Ray's character, whether it's like toys or whether it's they actually want to do something with her storyline so they yeah. kept her alive so they can do more with her character. She clearly has a ton set up for her. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Ewoks see the explosion of the ship from the last movie. Sure. <laughs> That's what it looked like. I don't know what they saw. Because <laughs> it looked like the light speed chop. It kind of looked like that, yeah. Also, why do we need to see what the Ewoks are doing? We absolutely don't. But... <laughs> What's his name? The but guy who, member berries. But the guy who played him actually came back f- to stand in the costume for that five seconds. You know what would be cool? Uh, Warwick Davis. If there were just Ewoks at the final party with no. the other characters. That's how Warwick Davis got in. He got his cameo. <laughs> he, he stared at the sky for five seconds <laughs> in costume. Yeah, but like I thought they were gonna do that scene again where like everyone's looking at it and like you see all the planets. No, sad. just Ewoks. That would have been, been yeah. Anyway, um, big celebration. Yeah. Everyone's happy. Chewie finally gets his medal. <laughs> Dumb, but okay. Yeah. You gotta, though. No, you don't. Chewie deserves a like, medal. This is literally, it feels like they're just checking things off a list. They were, like, <laughs> yeah. fans complain about Chewie not getting a medal. Fans complain about Rose. <laughs> I, I <laughs> know it would have been a better scene with Chewie on that medal is if um, Chewie ate it. No, no, no. Oh. I was going to say, if like Chewie's standing at the grave of Leia and Han, and he puts the medal on the grave. Oh, that would have made me cry. Yeah, Dry that would have been died. better. <laughs> it it would have made good. me cry, but it would have been better. Yeah, yeah, that would have yeah. been really good. So, um, yeah, they learn late. Uh, yeah, it just is the ending, and then uh, Ray goes back to Skywalker planet. Uh, Tatooine. Tatooine. Um, Linguini. And uses, <laughs> and uses force power to bury the last two lightsabers. Yeah. Well, not the, la- the she buries the Skywalker lightsabers, yeah. uh, but like, keeps her own. Which I like her lightsaber because it's also made out of her staff. Yeah, it's it's like a neat design. Yeah, and it's very much her character because she's always had that staff. It's yellow. It's, it's so <laughs> yellow symbolizes the sun in the start of a new beginning. No, oh. yellow is the most powerful lightsaber. Hold on, that's lamer than I wanted it to be. So. Ahsoka is the only other person who's ever had a yellow lightsaber. She's the like orange person with like the slug kind of hair, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, and the person I mentioned before who was like super excited about Ahsoka, Ahsoka, really, really, really hated that Ray had a yellow lightsaber. <laughs> um, Why does Ahsoka even have one? It's something to do with like you have perfect balance between the good and the light. Uh, so you're not either one. You're like she's chaotic neutral. Basically, or but not, like true neutral, not chaotic yeah, neutral. But like you're basically, you're able to wield all powers. Essentially, is from what I understand it. I um, think it's supposed to be like um, 
Blue lightsaber is supposed to be more defensive. Uh, green is supposed to be more aggressive. Green's the like healer. Right the red's a, the bruiser. Yellow's the, <laughs> the like tank. Not in, but like not video game term wise. No, I know. Like yeah, uh, it, it's very much supposed to be like they are just a force of the force. Sure, they're not good I mean, or evil. I guess that fits her character so, yeah. arc. It's uh, yellow is reflects a person's unwavering persistence and relentless dedication to seeking and destroying all evil forces. That's yellow. There you go. Sure. Why not? Um. So yeah. And he, then he was random ladies like, no one's visited here in bajillion years. What are you doing here? And what's your who name? Who are you? And she's like Ray. And then sees ghosts. Ray Skywalker. Which like. Again, I like. I don't know. It feels weird because she's like, she's adopted into the Skywalkers essentially. But like, I feel like she needed to mold herself for her own path in a lot of ways. I think I don't hate it. Like, it's not like an issue. It just like feels like an odd thing. Yeah, it's. There was one fan theory about it that I read that kind of made me laugh. Her it... name was Ray Tracing. No, <laughs> uh, uh, it was that Palpatine's. Uh, thing all along was to destroy all the skywalkers and the last palpatine destroys the skywalkers by taking on their namesake well or after all of them die <laughs> so in a weird way the palpatines destroy them in every way shape and form including taking their name oh my gosh i like the idea you had <laughs> when saying her last name oh i said her name's rayo hope <laughs> yeah that was just a dumb joke that was, that was right up there with me saying that yeah. uh Ben, oh yeah, that Ben's. Uh, he's the last Skywalker. Yeah, he's the last Skywalker, and because uh, Leia kept her Skywalker name and our Han Solo kept his name, he was Ben Solo Skywalker. <laughs> because he was the last Skywalker. Yeah. Boo. Uh, I know it's probably one of the worst jokes I've made all month. But yeah, um, that's Star Wars. That's Star Wars, man. Uh, until they make the new trilogy where everyone's a porg or whatever, so they can sell a million more toys. <laughs> yeah, and, and like the big porg's out, and he just comes out, and he's like, <laughs> Come on, get down with the... <laughs> um, yeah, so I think... It's Star Wars in total. I'm, I'm going to ask Robbie here first. Okay. What do you think of Star Wars as a total, as a series, Robbie? As a series, it's... Well, the ni- the nine movies. Yeah, the nine the nine movies. Um, the nine movies, the Lego games. They, the, uh, <laughs> in total, I do like it. Um, it is in a weird way a flawed masterpiece because it puts this big galactic, um, like this galactic lore around it, to where like everything is big and large, and it's happening on multiple planets and multiple star systems and everything else, and kind of lays down enough enough things that are solid to like you know leave questions in there and like oh yeah this happens here for this reason and like gives fans something to work with and it's something that like they have really good ideas but in a lot of ways they're flawed in the way that they uh, push those ideas forward but it leaves a lot to the imagination and it's like all in all it's a fun cinematic universe to play in whether it's like you know canonized or things that people put in there that are non-canonized whether it's the comic books or the novels or the video games or even just fans having debates back and forth about what this means or what that means and like making their own um making i guess like their own little stories of like things that could be happening that are either part of the main universe or not part of the main universe but all in all i would say like i said flawed masterpiece of like it's not perfect because like they kind of drop the ball when it comes to certain ideas 
But there's other things that they do with it that are really fucking cool. Okay. All right. Um, Which e. I can also say that about this movie, too, I guess. It's flawed masterpiece in the way that, like, they drop the ball in a lot of things because they're trying to write themselves out of a corner and did some dumb things to write themselves out of the corner. What would you give this one in particular? This one is really fun. I would say with um, Ben Solo's um, story arc, it kind of went from, like, I didn't really like him at uh, The Force Awakens, but he has so much of a character arc that I did like him by the end of this movie. And I think that's really cool that they're able to do that with his character of, like, someone who was flawed and trying to become evil and, like, him kind of resisting his darker side to become the person he's supposed to be, which is very much his character, which I do like that about his character, despite how much shit I've been talking about his character (laughs) in general throughout uh, this sequel trilogy. Um, I did like that. Some of the fight scenes were really cool, like the one on the piece of the Death Star where they're fighting on the ocean. That was a fantastic fight scene. Um, I did kind of like it. It was kind of dumb, but I also really did like the last fight scene wherever you know they had the thing happening with Palpatine while there was that fight happening in the back because it felt very big and bombastic and like it, it was really cool. Like just within like the the scope of everything that's happening with that or with that last fight. Yeah. Um. But they did drop the ball a lot, as we talked about that. Like they wrote some Deus Ex Machina's in there just to try to write themselves out of corners, and then because they're scared to kill certain characters, they just did like, oh, what do you know? They're actually alive the whole time, which is really dumb for them to do. And so it's flawed, but it's fun, and I did like it all around. I'll give it my average. It was flawed, but I liked it. Uh, rating of seven out of ten. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm gonna go the opposite way. What did you think of this movie in particular? Um. I think this movie's good, but suffers a lot of having to pick up the slack of trying to please too many people at once. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of really cool stuff about this movie, and a lot of things I think are really annoying about this movie. But I kind of say that about a lot of Star Wars, honestly. <laughs> yeah. Like, I think. A lot of the coolest stuff about this movie are more interest are like some of my favorite things about this trilogy, whereas the annoying things are not my least favorite parts about this trilogy, which is a very positive thing, I guess, to say about it. In yeah. that sense. it's not the worst. Um, I I like this movie, and I think once it gets halfway, it finally picks up steam and gets going. Yeah. which writing reasons there are for that. Mm-hmm. Ultimately, like, this is a very solid movie and is only held back by the weird behind-the-scenes stuff. I probably also would give it a 7, like a really solid (laughs) 7, whatever that means. (laughs) 7.8. No, just 7. C+. (laughs) Uh, And so, yeah, and so for Star Wars as a whole now, yeah? Yeah, what do you think of this series as a whole? Was it worth it? Where... Do you have any regrets with it? What what's your thoughts? I regret starting at episode one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you feel like you would have enjoyed it more if you went four, five, six, one, two, three? I don't seven, think eight, I would nine? enjoy the prequels more, but I would understand what's happening at least. Yeah, because like the prequels are super terrible, but if you don't even know who the characters are, you're gonna have a bad time. Yeah, like, you're double lost. Yeah. Um, that's definitely my regret. I think 
Star Wars as a series is a series that has such high highs and such monstrumentously low lows. Yeah. And like I would say the highs do offset the lows enough. Like I would say as a series as a whole, Star Wars is good. For sure. It is good. But it is inconsistent. Yeah. <laughs> as all hell. Yeah. Like it is I it is a series that honestly kind of suffers from how big it got. Like, it did so amazing that it got six movies that it it got eight movies that it didn't expect and like six that it didn't need. Yeah. <laughs> like, even I I I would say I'm fairly positive about the sequel trilogy and as a whole, but I don't think they need to exist. Like, I think Star Wars four, five, six are perfectly good and fine movies. I think they easily would have been, well, they are, they're like already like such genre defying masterpieces that like should not even exist. Cause it wasn't what audiences wanted at the time. They didn't know what they wanted at the time. I should specify. (laughs) (laughs) And like just seeing it is like, honestly, Marvel, even today, it is still impressive to watch the original trilogy in ways that I didn't expect. Like, they don't feel like they aged. Like yeah. the only parts that felt aged to me is like these weird transitions that they do in the original <laughs> series. I think one of my favorite things that you said about the original trilogy, when we like, I think it was in the second one, we were watching Empire Strikes Back. You were mm-hmm. like, nobody ever talks about how fun these are. Yeah. Like I think people think Star Wars is way more serious than it honestly ever is. Yeah. Even these movies, which are definitely the most serious, still are silly. Yeah, yeah, very silly. Like, I think it's one of those things where people don't take a step back and realize we're talking about a series of movies full of one-liners and quips and, like, just general, like, silliness. Like, The Force is just, like, magic air. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, I know it's, like, kind of judge- like uh, kind of shoving away criti- crit- crit- critiques. To say, like, just sometimes they're, people take these movies too seriously. Like, I think, again, they suffer from their success in a lot of ways. I think, like, even sometimes people, like, even some of the, like, jokes that people constantly make, I don't think makes sense if you actually rewatch, like, the common joke is that stormtroopers always miss, but, like, everyone misses in these movies. It's <laughs> yeah. not, like, just stormtroopers. <laughs> in fact, stormtroopers have a pretty good run, ultimately. Like, they hit the the everyone pretty consistently yeah like it's a it's a war you you don't hit every single bullet in war yeah. it's almost <laughs> like you're panic shooting in a war and in, in a battle zone and like there's so many just fun and cool things like something that you would even like realize would have been like jaw-dropping to me is in episode four vader goes out and fights them himself. He oh, yeah. gets in a ship and fucking shoots at him. And that was the coolest shit to me. Because that's <laughs> so uncommon. Like, Vader was this super, like, imposed dude. And, like, like you were saying, he wasn't supposed to be the top general at the time. He was supposed to be kind of the bodyguard, essentially. Yeah. But, like, he was fucking dope. He ate the scenery up. Mm-hmm. Like, and it's, like, stuff like that, I think the prequels and the sequels didn't capture the magic of in a lot of ways, which is what their biggest grievances were. Like the prequels took itself way too seriously in 
all terrible ways, and the sequels just were too inconsistent. <laughs> In yeah. a weird way, they're trying to make Star Wars uh, the the new Avengers. Yeah, well, like that's what I said. Like you could see like the how everything around Star Wars was like what the general uh, what film was like during each movie, and that was the issue. Is like. They made Star Wars and then tried to make something Star Wars into something it wasn't. Yeah, like You're right. These ones make Star Wars into a Marvel movie, which it doesn't work very well as a Marvel movie because these ultimately aren't superheroes. They don't have the kind of feeling of a superhero. Yeah, it feels weird to see everyone make these weird quips constantly because they're at war. <laughs> yeah, like, you're right. Yeah. <laughs> you're, you're watching uh, grizzled veterans. And religious monks making weird quips. Yeah, like imagine if you were watching Dunkirk and like the guy from <laughs> Dunkirk like went in and saying like, "Get a load of this guy," and then shoots him. <laughs> <laughs> or like they're hiding in a ship and just like, uh, you see a bullet go through and like, oh, well that's gonna be a problem. Yeah, like and then you hear the the music swell up and it changes scenes. <laughs> yeah, like and again like the prequels like they feel like the weird. Sp- <laughs> I know Spy Kids was a little after, if I remember correctly, but it feels around that kind of st- telling of stories. Yeah. Where it's like serious, everything takes itself really seriously, no matter what the subject matter is, and it doesn't work. Yeah. It, t- it takes itself too seriously. Like, yeah. even just the matter of they tried to explain why Jedi, like, are special. Yeah. And it's like, don't do that. Just let him be Jedi. Yeah. Like, who yeah. cares? Exactly. <laughs> Um, yeah, and so, like, as a whole, Star Wars is definitely worth it. Like, I definitely think it makes sense why it's such a monumental thing, why it's such a pillar, and why multiple generations love Star Wars, even if sometimes people, even if you don't love Star Wars, you still love Star Wars, usually. (laughs) And, like, everyone has their favorite star wars everyone has their favorite character and there's so many like lovable characters in a lot of these like even the worst of star wars has good characters usually yeah yeah like, even in the prequels we praised obi-wan endlessly yeah like the prequels had obi-wan these ones like the first one has i think finn was written pretty well in the yes. first one yes, the second yes. one ben was written pretty well this one managed to write three whole characters pretty well <laughs> yeah <laughs> <laughs> but um like, I'll, the prequels had the issue of they were trying, they were not understanding what made Star Wars so good, and the sequels had the issue of they understood too well what Star Wars did good. Yeah, yeah, they were too self-aware. So, out of all, like, the originals are still, like, I would say you could just watch those. If you've never seen Star Wars, watch the originals. They're worth it. Yeah. If the rest is... <laughs> <laughs> Because, like, even the sequels, I think all the sequels are good, but they don't, I don't think they'll be pillars like how the originals are. I wonder. I do wonder that, honestly. Because, like, like, even the prequels, I don't think people really argue that the prequels were, like, like, change cinema. No. Yeah. And, like, I don't think anyone's going to argue that with this. And the original Star Wars defined a genre. And ultimately... I think you shouldn't play with fire <laughs> is what like, like they caught lightning in a bottle three times and they let it go. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You're right. Um, uh, I'm going to be interested to see how the, uh, Obi-Wan show turns out on Disney yeah. plus. I, I think that's going to be honestly 
depending on how they do that, will I think define the future of how they tell Jedi stories in Star Wars. Yeah. You'll watch it and I won't, and you can tell me. Yeah, I'll yeah. talk about I'm it. I'm interested it's in playing Lego Star Wars now. I'm oh, I'm it, so interested because they have the Skywalker Saga thing coming out. Yeah. I really want it. Right. It's all nine now, right? Yeah. They're going to release a bundle? It's like a whole new thing. They like redesigned the whole thing. Mm. Yeah. I, I want to play it now. <laughs> yeah. But when it comes to, um, I don't know, Star Wars is weird in that way because like it's one of those, they feel like they dropped the ball with the sequel trilogy, and a lot of people think are getting their groove back in a weird way with The Mandalorian. Maybe. Yeah. I don't, I'm not interested in that in, at all. I say that as it. someone who has not seen a single episode of The Mandalorian. You've I just know that it's someone? critically loved. I, saw, I watched all of season one, and I thought, this is fucking Boba Fett porn, basically. Like, if people... This is for people who really love Boba Fett, and then from my understanding, I haven't watched season two, but they bring Ahsoka in, uh, a couple of other big characters. Oh, no. I don't know if I want to see Ahsoka in three... In, like... A live action. <laughs> yeah. Uh, also, they bring Boba Fett in, which leads Boba Fett into having his own series, which will be coming out soon. Nah. They just mention him, and he's still in the Sarlacc pit. Like, well, this sucks. <laughs> That's the whole series, is him in eternal hell. Uh, I think, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken, season two is when they confirm that he escaped the Sarlacc pit and how he did it. Which is just, like, it. so, it's so unnecessary. And, well, like, I never thought Boba Fett was even cool in the first place. He has he, cool armor, but he's, yeah. like, a nothing. He's a nothing character. Like, it, you, go, you could go back to that episode. My reaction of Boba Fett was he literally was lamer than I was expecting, and my expectation <laughs> was he was going to show up and die. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, and, like, I don't know. I guess another thing I do want to mention as I'm talking with all of them is, like, I feel like people will give the newest ones they've seen crap for stuff that's just kind of Star Wars. Because, yeah. like, I was talking with my friends about the last one because they very much did not like that one. And a lot of their criticisms of that movie, I think, are just criticisms of Star Wars. Because, <laughs> like, they were mentioning how there's a huge filler, and I think basically literally every ep- every movie has filler in it that doesn't need to be there. There's 30 minutes of every single movie that you can cut out, and it would be the same movie. Yeah, and then they were, like, saying they were kind of, like, introducing characters and then just killing them off. Boba Fett. Uh... Red guy from prequels. Yeah. Barth, Darth Maul. Uh, the Daft Punk lady from this movie. They didn't kill her off, but they did. May as well have. Like, like they, that's, again, they do that in every movie. And Star just, Wars. Like, I think a lot of people don't, like, think about what Star Wars does a lot. And, like, me seeing every single one back to back kind of makes some of the issues Star Wars does a lot show more in my head. Yeah. But also like what I think what it does well in every movie shows more in my head because I don't have like the I don't have like a sense of nostalgia for any of it. So they're all like on equal playing field. Right. You didn't have 15 years to like build up. Yeah. Like what Star Wars is supposed to be to you. Yeah. And like even now, if you ask me, I don't know what I would say Star Wars needs to is supposed to be like it depends on which generation we're talking about. Yeah, honestly, they every generation, like you're saying, has a different Star Wars. And they all feel very, very different. Right. And I don't I don't agree with people who like the prequels because I think those that's just bad movies for the most part. Mm-hmm. But I totally understand why people growing up with that enjoy that more than they enjoy the other Star Wars. Yeah. Because it's it's part of that generation. Right. It's it's They're... their first introduction to this big giant magical world. I might not think that every Star Wars is going to define cinema for the time it was made, but it definitely defines generations. Like, yeah. yeah. There's such perfect time capsules in a lot of ways. Like, 
like you were saying, SNL is another great example of that. And uh, a cartoon I really like is Simpsons is a very good cap- time capsule. Like, if you watch the first couple seasons of Simpsons, you see a lot of the issues plaguing, like, the 90s. Like, when it started, it was like, what are 90s people facing? Like, how does that impact them? Like, yeah. And hmm, you kind of notice it might be issues still impacting us 30 mm-hmm. years later. It's almost like nothing's changed yeah. in 30 years. Simpsons did it, as they say. Uh-huh. <laughs> Let's just say Simpsons did it and never addressed what they did and why it might be it. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. But um yeah, it's like it's like that in a lot of ways. And uh I'll I'll give Star Wars all the praise that it deserves and it impacted so many people's lives like p- cartoons that I grew up were impacted by Star Wars like I think almost every single cartoon that I watched as a kid had a Star Wars episode or at least like a similar vibe or made yeah. a reference to star wars and it's like it's so defining for people like it's you can see the inspiration lead to in in my opinion some a lot of better things too like all i i do think a lot of the sci-fi like shows i watched i like better i couldn't name off any on the top of my <laughs> head right now because i'm tired but yeah <laughs> like I know it's just stuff like that, and I think it's beautiful in a lot of ways what Star Wars is to people, and like I don't as much I don't like the prequels, but I don't want to take that from anyone. Like I I try not to like I try to like avoid just shitting on stuff all a lot, and like I'll shit on the prequels and some of these movies for certain things, but like what they mean to people, I don't ever want to remove. Like that is such a beautiful thing that it has impacted so many people's lives in so many ways. Yeah, I think what you touch on there is very important because this Star Wars, in the years it's come out, there's been like 20-year gap, 15-year gap, whatever it was, between all of them. It's something that, as much as like I don't care for having children or anything like that, like if I were to ever have a kid, I would be thrilled to be like, hey, like, there's a new Star Wars coming out. You don't know what Star Wars is? Oh my god. Like, let's watch Star Wars. Like What a concept. What a concept. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's something that you can share with with other people who haven't seen it. Like, I have I have an E yeah. here that I can just show some Star Wars to. But like I I am I imagine that this would be such an amazing touchstone to share with your child. Yeah. Like, all my friends who love Star Wars, their dads love Star Wars. Yeah. And me, who doesn't like Star Wars, my dad never grew up with Star Wars. He didn't watch movies as a kid. Like, he uh, he grew up with video games, and I love video games. Yeah. It's stuff like that. Yeah. Um, I mean, I guess a good example of something in real life is I have a nephew who uh, is actually really into collecting Pokemon cards. And I got to get excited and be like, hey, check this out. Pokemon originally came out whenever I was your age, and here are some of the original Pokemon cards that came out like whenever <laughs> I was your age. And having He's like, that- you didn't even keep them in the hollow foil sleeves that they are. <laughs> <laughs> no, he just asked for all my Pikachus. Yeah. <laughs> did, uh, f- did you give him any? No. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, kid. Uh, um, yeah. yeah, I uh, I have a lot of praise for Star Wars. It's very close and near and dear to my heart as I think as millions of other people it is. Mm-hmm. It has this uncanny ability to take you back to when you first watched Star Wars. Um. 
I can remember sitting there in my living room when I saw the Darth Vader reveal. And still, I can still, like, imagine how shocked I was then. I and, wish I could have. Yeah, <laughs> like, wish. and it's, like, one of those things to where every time I watch Star Wars, like, it, it brings me back to, like, that moment again. And, like, just, it's nostalgia. It's pure mm-hmm. nostalgia. And I think Star Wars is able to accomplish that in a way that so few things are able to. So I have a lot of praise for Star Wars. For this film in general, or for this film in particular, I should say, I like it a lot. It, uh, it falls. And it stumbles, and it has a lot of problems. Scraped its knees. It did. But there's so many small, beautiful moments that it does with the Star Wars lore, and Ben and Rey, and what it's ultimately leading up to, and what it leads up to for Ben, that I I really do love this movie. It's not my favorite Star Wars. Mm-hmm. It's just not. We've discussed that. Yeah. But I like it. I like it a lot. Um, If I were to rate it, I think I would give it an 8. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Which, did you give an actual? Yeah, I said seven. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but I guess would you guys agree with me whenever I said that the series in whole is just kind of a flawed masterpiece? I think there I are, because like, I think an issue is you kind of have to separate it into the trilogies. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, you, you kind of do. Like, the original trilogy, absolutely. Like you said, it defined what this genre was. It still has defined what this genre is. I don't. I don't think the prequels did that, and I don't know if this trilogy will do that. Right. That's why I say flawed in that sense, is because all of it in a whole, because I would also agree with you that like the prequels definitely didn't. It was trying to catch lightning in a bottle and definitely did not do that. And then they tried doing it again with this series, and it's debatable whether they did or not. I think under those terms, flawed masterpiece. For all nine films. Yes. Because I think that it has a much larger epic story that it's trying to tell. Right. And even though the general plots of the movies are the same, I think there's smaller things that follow through and keep going with that. Almost like a fucking telenovela. Like, it's the same thing every two years or whatever, and people die and come back and die and come back. But it has this big overarching story with these little plot points that carry it through. That is ultimately the most interesting part of those kind of things. I think Star Wars is kind of the same way. Right. So I, I would say, sure, yeah. Okay. Under those terms, yeah. But that's Star Wars. <laughs> I'll rank the trilogies. <laughs> that seems... Yeah, rank the trilogies. Uh, I think the worst trilogy is definitely the prequels. Agreed. I think there's a sizable gap to the, to the <laughs> sequels trilogy and then another sizable gap to the originals. <laughs> what a controversial opinion. Uh, I think it, actually it might be now. Maybe. Um, I don't know. One little story that I think is very funny about John Boyega, guy who played Finn. Mm-hmm. Um, November twenty, uh, November twenty fifth of twenty nineteen, I was reported that one of the scripts for the film was leaked on the internet. Um, it was later revealed by John Boyega himself. He admitted uh, he is the one who accidentally leaked the script because whenever he was moving apartments, he kept the script under his bed when he was done reading. Oh, it. Uh, and when he moved apartments, he forgot it. And some dude found it when they were moving the apartments and put it online on eBay to bid. Um, and it was later, this is 100% true, it was later um, told by Disney and J.J. Abrams themselves that they went out and bought it. <laughs> they bought the script back from the guy. Wow. I just thought that's very funny. That's, yeah, that's pretty funny. <laughs> um, Seems about right, though. Yeah, so that's Star Wars, people. Yeah. That was a journey. It was. I I've definitely feel like I've seen every Star Wars. 
Yeah, you have. <laughs> you have. Good job. You did yeah. it. Can't wait for next month when we continue this journey with uh, the Christmas special. Tune in January when we do Star Balls. Star- well, there's still... There's a lot of Star Wars to There's be had. There's a lot of Star gonna Wars to take be had. A break We're gonna, sure. yeah, we gotta step back from Star Wars yeah. for a while because a every month Star Wars is a lot of Star Wars. Yeah, it was definitely a really interesting journey to go down, and I definitely think it was worth it, even if what my opinions of the movies <laughs> were. Like you said, um, very high peaks to have very low valleys. Yep. Yeah. Well, e hello. If people want to send us their peaks or valleys. <laughs> How can they contact us to do that? Uh, you, if you want to send us your peaks and valleys, we have a an email. The last ones in podcast at gmail.com. Once again, as the last ones in podcast at gmail.com. And if you just want to follow us or know where you can listen to us, if you are looking to switch your ears, uh, <laughs> we have a link tree, L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash L-O-I-P. And gives you a link to all our social medias and listen medias. Mm-hmm. Robbie. Yeah? This very big xxl size episode. We've not had one this long in a very long time. Yeah, there's a lot to cover in this episode. Take us out of this XXL episode. All right. So, if you're out and about, make sure to be kind to one another. Make sure to be safe. Make sure to stay six feet apart. Wash your hands for at least 20 seconds. Wear a mask. Get vaccinated if you can. But if not... Make sure to stay home, stay alone, stay alive. And whether this is the very first time you've listened to us or you've been with us since the very beginning, thank you for listening. Thank you so much. Everybody out there, be safe. Enjoy Star Wars or don't, whatever. I'm not your dad. Have a good one. Talk to you next week. Happy Thanksgiving. Merry Christmas. May the Force be with you. Bye. Bye.